Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. For the, for the episode, damn, man. Yeah, we are now. Ain't better than Reggie. All right, go ahead. Just in case, watch your mouth. Just in case it get, just in case it get a little, little hot in here, you know what I'm saying? Huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. All right, we up on the townhouse media, on the townhouse media page. Yeah, I got to pull it up. All right, let's get it. We got the hat on. We out or some some Raider stuff or something. I don't know. It was team no, day. We, we save ours for next week because we talking the West. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's true. We talk. We gonna talk the West. B. Oh, yeah. we, we we talk the West next week. All right. That's. Hey, pause, man. Come on, B. This is how the energy. This is how the energy started. So we have guests, man. <laughs> Yo, all right. Drop the beat, man. Huh? Pause, man. See, come, come right, on, yeah, bro. Yeah, show, show already starting crazy. Drop the B? Do a mic check. Do a mic check, Ben Fair. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? One, two, one, two. Perfect. Is that a speaker? Yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah, it's like a microphone. It's like a, it's a, one of them boom mics, right? Uh, blue, uh, blue microphone, blue Yeti microphone. Oh, yeah. That's John's favorite oh, yeah, microphone. Shut up, man. Whoa. Come on, man. Why? He's only saying that because it's blue. That's the only reason why he said that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that didn't help nothing. <laughs> he said it because it's yeah. right, show over. I'll holler at y'all next week. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's roll, brothers. Let's get it going. Shout out to Shades from the from from um, Homie Studios. He just tapped into the comments. Most definitely. Shout out. Shout out to Duval. Shout out to Duval. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nick, you, you yeah, I got you. Nick, All right, let's go. Yo, SoCal just asked, "Is that a is that a Frank Gore jersey?" What? All right, SoCal. I'm going to saw you off right now. It's already bad enough you're a Charger fan. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It's Tuesday. You know what this is. Time for the number one sports podcast in the world. It's time for sports for you. What it do, what it do. Live on Facebook and YouTube. I'm John. That's Mark. What up with it? This bitch is Nick Freeze. What? What? I said it's Nick Freeze. Here we go again. <laughs> I said that's Nick Freeze. What he do? <laughs> of course, the pie father on the board, the great Ben Ready. And our special guest, the one and only Ben Fair, the sports veteran. What he do? What he do, everybody? Welcome to the show. For those who don't know who Ben Fair is, he's a P1 from day one. Listener. And he's joining us. We're going to talk some NFC East. We're going to talk some NBA. And Miana, you're the first guest on the show, man. You, Oh, yeah. Get the trophy. You get the trophy, man. You get the first <laughs> guest. 
Feel appreciated. Feel appreciated. Trophy. Glad to so, be here with y'all guys. It's been a long time. Man, we've been waiting to have today, you, man. man. You see him and Mark. Y'all lucky the show. Y'all weren't on the show before the show. Him and Mark. <laughs> there was oh, yeah. Show. It got a little violent. <laughs> Come on, thing. man! Look over your shoulder, bro. Oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> this is what we doing right now? <laughs> man, I can't even. Cuss. Okay, see I can't man. even cuss the way I want see, to. See, oh, man. Man. see man, it's a family show, man. People got here out here, out here, out here trying to start. Man, then we have enough man. fights at, at SoFi Stadium, man. Yeah. That was the Rams Listen. fans. And then we had at Allegiant. And, okay, oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This, this is how we. I, man, I know the show next week gonna be ridiculous. Oh man, I, I can already tell. I, I, I can see now this is not going. Nah, the Chargers. The Chargers better worry about just staying healthy, man. Yeah, facts. That's big facts. So, um, Ben Fair, we just started, man. Um, again, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, make sure you hit the like and the subscribe buttons. Always digital wise, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, iHeartRadio, Google, Stitcher, and Verbal. Uh, I want to. Introduce those again to our guest, Ben Fair, that's a sports veteran. You'll get a chance to hear from him, his platforms where you can follow him at as well. Yes, sir. Uh, and obviously, I said that he's a P1 from day one. He's one of the first listeners when we first got started that reached out and interacted with us through social media, and we wanted to thank him for that. And I just wanted to ask you, man, how did you come across sports for you? Uh, so I came across sports for you. I did a, a show with someone else that Ben Reddy has a show with. And uh, that's how I linked up with Ben Ready. And then randomly he, he hit me up on Instagram and he was like, yo, he was like, you should follow these these dudes that do a sports podcast with me. And so ever since then, I've been tapping in with y'all. That's what's up. Oh, with Dice. Oh, that was, oh yeah, yeah, that was Smiles. Smiles. That was yeah. Tree Top Radio. Shout out to Big Homie Smiles. Yeah, always in the com- little, homie, little homie Smiles. Little homie Smiles. Shout out. She's always in, the com- always in the comments. Make sure and let everyone know over in the Maryland area that we have the best sports podcast in the world. So shout oh, yeah, out DMV, DMV. Shout out to shout the DMV. Out. Shout, shout out to the DM. Out. Shout out to the DMV. Wow, we got sure. a lot of people in the comments. Shout out to like I said, my man Shades from Homie Studios podcast. Duval's in the comments. Duval's in the comments. Duval County, Jacksonville is in the comments tonight. So, um, uh, they get in the, they get in the comments when Tebow get cut, huh? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to nah. LJ Cares, Laker Nation. That's right. That's right, LJ. You know what it is. Nah, Tim Tebow getting cut. Oh, man. We definitely want <laughs> to discuss that because that, that topic can go in so many different direc- directions with Tebow. But I want to start off, obviously, on a on another lighter note. Yesterday was Ben Reddy's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. The super producer himself, Mr. Ben Reddy. The pod father. The pod father. The blueprint. The red print. He celebrated another year on this great earth, on this great place that we call the East Side. There we go. Oh, don't, don't start this again. Oh, uh, man, so. No, no, you no. You can go no, back no. to San Diego. Man, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. Get out of my city. Get out of my city. <laughs> so, verse up, B, again. Ben Fitz got muted. His first mute. That's funny. Wow. It is. That is. Oh, <laughs> hey, but don't worry about it. Me and Ben Fair both go talk about the Chargers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this is gonna be a good show. But happy birthday, B, again, man. Glad that you made it, made it another year, my brother. And obviously, everything that you've done for in the podcast community, the streets is talking all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Salute to you, was, B. 
Um, I want to start. I was let's get the serious stuff out the way, and I'm glad Ben Ferris here. He knows the, the format. We talk the serious stuff just to get it out the way, then we get into the fun stuff. Um, the latest with the Trevor Bauer situation. Oh my God! So Chokehouse says, "Singing loud and proud, being ready." Saying, "Oh, I ain't singing that crap." Yeah. He was close enough. <laughs> I ain't singing that oh, crap. Oh man! I ain't singing Uh-oh. that. Oh, I ain't singing that crap. Uh oh! Man, you lucky uh, Lisa wasn't here to hear that. Don't get me started with her, man. Shout out to Lisa. Hey. And nope. And as long as he said the same part, I was still saying. I was like, huh? By the way, we got to talk about that. Dan Snyder was um, in a – I don't know if y'all saw the article on Dan Snyder in Athletic. He said he had no regrets about moving to L.A. Well, of course not because you're – obviously you're profiting from it. But I guarantee you if you had a chance to re – you know, how you – Replaying your exit strategy, I think he would have a different opinion. But we'll talk about that when we get into the football talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying about obviously the um, the Trevor Bauer situation is getting uglier. Look, the young lady who is who is filed for the restraining order, she's already she testified today. She was cross examined today. Look, y'all go read. Look, I'm not going into the details. I seen. I I read the statements from her testimony. It's not a good. It's not an easy read. So if y'all want to go read it, y'all be my guest. I'm gonna just say this now. As the resident Dodger fan, he will not be back in baseball probably now, and he probably won't be in baseball probably to start the next year either. Mm-hmm. From what I read, from what I read. Before we continue, let's uh, say a prayer for uh, Chris Bassett. He is uh, conscious and aware, and is on his way to the hospital after being hit in the head by a line drive. Uh, mm. And I was, I, I don't. Yeah. That those those ones always. Make me squirm whenever I'm watching a baseball game. Yeah, those those could be bad. Yeah. I remember I went to a um I went to a Dodger game one time and um the uh I think somebody I think the ball boy went to go get the uh, it was a, a foul ball and it did like a little corkscrew and it spin hit him in the head and mm-hmm. he was out. You know that, those are always scary moments because you know anytime a head injury it's all it's always bad, especially mm-hmm. something like a baseball that can move as fast as it can hitting hitting somebody in the head. That's always bad. So. Absolutely. Yeah, let's keep him in his, keep everybody in, um, involved in that situation in our prayers. Um, another story I want to talk about, and we can, this is going to be another uncomfortable topic, and this latest with Deshaun Watson is getting crazy. So he's not playing. He's not suiting up. The coaches, I mean, the head coach, David Culley, the first-year coach, the 65-year-old coach, said he's not injured. He's not, he's, he's not practicing, blah, blah, blah. We all know the story. But now, obviously, the two young ladies – Two of the 22 um, plaintiffs in the civil cases with him, they had they spoke to Sports Illustrated. Uh oh. And I can say their names because there are public because there's is on public record now. So I, I wouldn't say if their names weren't public, but um, there's um, Ashley Solis and um, and Lauren Baxley, who are two mm. of the plaintiffs. Um, they share some of the details with Jenny Vradis of Sports Illustrated. Uh, their interactions with the NFL's investigation, which Baxley perceived as victim blaming. These women asked me, and the, and the two, and by the way, women were the ones who were doing the interviewing on this case. So they said they were asked what we was wearing. Celine said she she explained as something she has to ask, which is which I don't believe at all. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be wearing. That was suggesting I don't want you to put your, you know what, on on my hand. Do I have to wear a turtleneck? I was like, ooh. But then um, Super Producer Ben Ready forwarded us a story about how this could be even worse than we think. And 
obviously, if you've known the just the ugly truth about sex trafficking, and this could be tied to that, and I'm praying this isn't true. And obviously, if Deshaun Watson is doing is involved in something like this, all I'm gonna say is you cannot you cannot possibly be that stupid. Um, it's, it's possible. I hope he's not that stupid. But uh, if he is, he's most definitely a. Uh, uh, what's the best way for me to say this about this show being can't canceled? He's uh, going. A ho- to, he's a horrible he, human being. He's going to be. He'll, he he's going to be joining the inmates of blank blank blank. He won't be this the inmates like Edron James. Somehow he's now the inmate in the Canton Correctional yeah. Facility. Yeah, he's going to be in the actual correctional facility if this is true. Yeah, this this is this could be very bad. This could be very very bad, especially if it really involves the uh, the sex trafficking and everything. Um, that. That's that's not good, and and you know, it's a bad look for um, well you know I can't even say it's a bad look for the NFL because the NFL don't have no control over something like that. Right. It just looks bad that one of their their employees did it, but you know that that has nothing to do with anything. So, the uh the best thing the NFL can do is, in my opinion, is what I've said before, you know, have Deshaun Watson on the exempt list. And now I'm finding out the only reason he's not on the exempt list because the criminal because the Houston PD. Or no law enforcement has has opened a a, a criminal investigation, and for those who are wondering, just to say, if Deshaun Watson does get these charges all get dropped, yes, he still can get suspended. He should. Mm-hmm. And let me explain why. Because and Ben Fair, I'm gonna pass it on to you. As enough people see, Ben Fair is wearing his Washington Football Team jersey. His former running back Darius Geis last mm-hmm. year had a had a mm-hmm. domestic violence situation. Ron Rivera released him. It. Come to find out, there were no charges. There was no charges in June. The case was closed in June, and now the NFL announced the other day he's going to be. Although he's a free agent, he's going to be suspended the the first six games of the twenty twenty one season. So, um, I'm gonna ask you, Ben Fair, let you chime in on this topic. What do you think about the situations going on, both with Bauer and with Deshaun Watson? I don't know too much about Trevor Bauer's situation. Once that thing popped up, I kind of just threw it under the rug. Um, didn't haven't really heard any details behind it, but for Deshaun Watson's case, I mean, it's still what like twenty some women involved in this, right? Twenty two, twenty two. So, I mean, I hope he gets suspended. I hope the women get whatever justice that they're looking for. Um, but I know, I know. For me, having a daughter myself, like if my daughter is in this situation, I'd be trying Same to do here. everything, everything Same in my here. power to make sure that her or the person who you know violently attacked her, or groped her, or whatever, receive you know whatever punishment that the law is you know um, basically puts out there for them. Um, you know, we we live in a world where women get victimized on a daily basis. And, you know, it's time for us as men to stand, stand behind them and let them know that we got their back. Mark, what you think, man? Uh, I agree with everything being said, man. Let's, let, I, I'm praying for all victims, uh, actually everybody involved. Amen. Um, yeah. And, uh, man, I, I hope they do get the justice that they, that they, that they desire. Yeah. That's all I care about too. I want justice. For all these young ladies, I want justice for, obviously, the, um... A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. 
Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. For the, obviously, period. Just don't, you don't want nobody getting away with something this, yeah, this, 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 this vile. And like I said, we're going to wait till all the, all the facts are out. But right now, like I said, it is not looking good for Deshaun Watson. And it doesn't look good for his defense team, Rusty Harden, who was the attorney for Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, Tony Busby, who's representing these 22 young ladies, it's going to – we'll see. So we'll see um, where this goes. Um, I, wa- I wanted to get another topic real um, – we're going to get into – I'm going to get to that a little bit later. But um, the situation – matter of fact, we're just to right now. Real quick, um, this situation with Naomi Osaka. I don't know if y'all saw the story. Um, she was doing a press. She was doing press, obviously, for an upcoming tournament, and um, she had to. They had to stop the, the the press conference because she had a moment. Because one of the reporters asked her about, you know, obviously the tragic um, earthquake in her father's native country of Haiti. So now. But that's not even the the bigger story now. The the story is what happened before that. There's a I don't know the name of the writer mm-hmm. from the Cincinnati Enquirer, and he basically was asking her, okay, <clears throat> about you know her feeling uncomfortable around the media, and does she? Although the media, you need the media in a certain way to. I I in a minute I'll play the video in a minute, but um, I just want to talk about the part where from her agent. And I let you, and when um, we play the video, I let y'all determine. Um, her agent felt like she was being bullied. I don't know if y'all seen the video already or just know the premise of the story. Mm-hmm. But basically, but uh, so basically, um, she was just asked obviously about you know her dealing with her anxiety and dealing with you know the media, and she says you know she wasn't gonna answer the. They were trying to get her not to answer the question at first, but she wanted to, and she said you know. It sometimes depends on the time and the situation and, you know, the type of mental space she's in, basically. Yeah. So her 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 agent is a guy named Stuart D. Guild. He said, the bully at the Cincinnati Enquirer is the epitome of why player media relations is so fraught right now. Everyone on that Zoom will agree that his tone was all wrong and his sole purpose was to intimidate really appalling behavior. And this insinuation that Naomi owes her off-court success to the media is a myth. Don't be so self-indulgent. I'm gonna let. Well, I'll let, talk about that for, right now. Uh, first and foremost, the fact that he said that that thing about the media um, and her success—that's absolute BS. You know, she put she put in hours and years of work to get to the point that she's at. That doesn't happen just. That's not just a year's worth of work. That's. Literally, probably at least, probably her entire life, she's working to get to this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for you to basically say, oh, you need us and stuff like that. No, y'all need her. 
Y'all mm-hmm. need stories. She's gonna be good regardless. So she don't need y'all. So and that's what I didn't point that her agent was I didn't was trying to make I think it also maybe got took I think the word bullying was probably a little too much, but like I said when um in a minute we'll we'll play the audio and we'll get into it, but it's it's real it, I mean I, Because I know what she's going if you have someone in your family who's dealt with mental health, mm-hmm. you know it's a it's an everyday struggle. Yeah. And I feel as if they shouldn't have been asking her about that right now anyway, especially considering, you know, that this is this is a fresh thing. You know, give somebody, you know, the, just because they're athletes doesn't mean they're not people. You know, mm-hmm. they have feelings. <clears throat> and obviously, you know, the line of questioning or the way he questioned her, she didn't feel comfortable. And, you know, I haven't heard the audio all the way yet, but with anything, anytime you you talk, you have a conversation with somebody – you know, and the other person starts crying the way it looked like she was crying in that um that picture I seen. That means that you did something wrong, or you did something to uh to to hit a button or trigger them to get to that point. So my question, I think, so that's one when I'm when when um been ready. He comes back. He put his audio ready. He's gonna we'll let you hear it. But um we'll we'll um put a I'm gonna put a pin in there because then we'll let Mark and Ben Fair respond to the audio. Then me and Nick will follow up with there. Um. I want to talk about speaking of people who obviously are in the media. Mm-hmm. Oh, young Timothy Tebow, <laughs> young Timothy Tebow. I'm not even gonna save this for NFL talk because it's not worth it. Nah, we can talk about that right now. So Tim Tebow today was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Today, NFL rosters had to be cut down to 85. So the five players from each team have been released. So now they're down to 85 before they get down to the final 53. Um, he put out a statement, you know, saying don't, you know, whenever you have, don't ever feel nervous about basically, basically saying don't be feeling nervous about ever going after your dreams and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to say this. As a person who lived through the T-Bow, lived through T-Bow time, mm-hmm. it's over. T-Bow, Tim T-Bow's <clears throat> time is over. It's over. He's on, I, I wish him all the best. Go. Join the SEC, going back to the SEC network. Which and, he should have been in the first place to stay over there. And be a, obviously a great analyst there. Because yeah. you're obviously the face. When you are the face of, of the a part of the history of the SEC. But, yeah. I, man, but I just, I was so done with this story. And I know a lot of people were upset that he got the opportunity to even try to be, a you know, a tight end pause, you know, in the NFL. But I'm like, man, just – it is what it is. He's he's gone, and obviously there's a lot more we're gonna talk about about a certain somebody in the media who always seems to cape for this dude. But we're gonna save that for calling out names because oh, it's going to be very epic. So y'all stay tuned. Um, yep, y'all final thoughts on Tebow, and I'll start it with you, Ben Fair. Your final thoughts on Tebow on the ending of whatever Tebow does, man. Yeah, Tim Tebow's time in the NFL is done, thankfully. Uh, you know, he came into the league as a QB, had that run with Denver, made it to the playoffs. You know, good for him. Obviously didn't get another chance after that. Uh, left, tried to play baseball, failed at that as, failed at that as well. Um, tried to make it back, you know, gain some weight, be a tight end. Um, what he, I guess what he thought was tight end was probably a lot more comfortable, you know, position, maybe an easy position that he could pick up. Uh, late, little did he know, you know, there's a lot more physicality at the tight end position. And 
Um, when it comes to blocking and stuff like that, like you saw that little chuck block you tried to throw out there uh, in the last preseason game. Um, oh, God. You, I'll, you I'll, could I'll just, talk about that when it's my turn. Yeah, you, you could just tell that, you know, he just wasn't picking up position. And two, he's just it's just not that type of fit for him, you know. Um, when you when you fail at something and you're not given the opportunity anymore, man, and you go and find something that you're good at, like being an analyst, like you guys said for SEC, you know, why not stick to that? You're probably making way more money being an analyst for ESPN, representing college football, than you were ever going to make as a tight end in the NFL. So why why leave that opportunity to try something new? Like I, I get you want to still play, but it's just, your time's over. It's over. You just got to grow up. Um, I feel like. Uh... I'm glad that he he did get you know th- this was his dream to try to make it in the NFL again. He got that shot, got it over with. Um, I honestly think he should have been a tight end from the beginning. Time out, man. Kenzie, don't be going here trolling, dog. You see what he put in the comments? <laughs> <laughs> don't start. Nah. Just like a just like a Padres fan. Don't be hating on us, man. Nah, Worry about we, y'all. Oh no, we don't need him in LA. We don't need him in LA. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> but, no, nah, I'm happy for him. He got that shot. It didn't work out for him. Uh, we can close that chapter. He was a great college player. Uh, wasn't made for the NFL, but I think he can be successful in other things. And, and, and when it comes to football, like, like like we said, the analyst, uh, I wish him the best in that. But I'm glad. I'm also glad he's at the NFL. I'm tired of hearing him in the NFL. All right, <clears throat> go ahead, man. All right, Um. As a person who wasn't a, f- a fan of uh, Florida at all, because of Tim Tebow, don't remind me. Um, all this Tim Tebow playing tight end and all this crazy stuff I've been hearing ever since he signed over there has been absolutely annoying. Um, as a football coach, when I saw Tim Tebow make that block, well, attempt to make that block, <laughs> that was. Hey, look, look, look. No, I'm about to get to that. So he tried to do a chop block. It was absolutely the worst block I've ever seen in any level. Mind you, I coach 11-year-olds, and I've seen them block better than that. Wow. And then I saw the second block. That was the block that had me like, yeah, he's not going to make the roster. It's over. There's no way, no how that he's going to make a roster making a block like that. He just so happened to be in the dude's way during the first block. That second block, it was absolutely horrible. We could have went out there and made a better block than that. Right now. <laughs> that was he absolutely be- pathetic. He a better blocker than that Shannon Sharp, though, right? Man, if I was Shannon Sharp, I would have uh, came back over there today playing that same exact video all day, looped it. <laughs> Had the nerd to say that. He, Are you crazy? I'm no skipper's troller, but, man, you got the disrespect was insane. Hey, man, Josh, my whole boy Josh was like, man, look. Sometimes Shannon gonna have to put the disrespect aside. We gonna we gonna because that just didn't make any sense. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was all the way out of line. You don't you don't say somebody like that is a better blocker than a Hall of Fame tight end. Like that's that's insane. One that actually blocked too, unlike Tony Gonzalez. But go ahead. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. Uh, we taking shot to Tony Gonzalez, man. Huh? Oh wow. So here we go. We'll we'll save the NFC I, NFC AFC West. About, talk so you know I'm not about to support um Tony Gonzalez. Um, been ready. I'll go to our Telegram. I'm going to go to our Telegram chat. I want you to um, – the we were talking about the Naomi Osaka situation just a minute ago. I want to play – like this might be the first you know, few minutes of this audio. I want Mark and Nick and, and Ben Fair to hear about what happened with the exchange with the reporter. Again, with the reporter from the – so you're going to hear the question from the reporter from the Cincinnati Inquirer 
You're going to hear her response, and then we'll go from there. Go ahead. Please state your name and publication and ask your question. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's Paul Doherty from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Well, follow up on that last question. Um, you're not crazy about dealing with, with, with us, especially in this format, yet you have a lot of outside interests that are, that are served by having a media platform. I guess my question is, how do you balance the two? And, and also, do you have anything you'd like to share with us about what you did say to Simone Biles? Um, when you say I'm not crazy about dealing with you guys, what does that refer to? Well, you've said you, you don't especially like the press conference format. Mm -hmm. and yet that seems to be the, the obviously the most widely used means of communicating to the media and through the media to the public. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I would say the occasion, like when to do the press conference is what I feel is the most difficult. But hmm. this is where she paused and then the moderator came thinking. in. Um. That's what I didn't think. I think we can move on to the next question, Naomi. Do you want to move on to the next question? Um, no, I'm actually very interested in that like point of view. So if you could repeat that, that'd be awesome. Uh, the question was that you're not especially fond of, uh, of dealing with the media, especially in this format, you have suggested there are better ways to do it that, that we'd like to try to explore that. Uh, my, my question, I guess, was I change the question? we also have mm -hmm. outside interests beyond tennis that, that are served by having uh, the, the platform that the media presents to you. My, uh, my question is how, how are you able, how do you think you might be able to best balance the two? Um. I mean, for me, I feel like this is something that I can't, I can't really speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself, but ever since I was younger, I've had a lot of media interest on me. And I think it's because of my background as well as, you know, how I play, um, because in the first place, I'm a tennis player. That's why a lot of people are interested in me. So I would say in that regards, I'm quite different to a lot of people. And I can't really help that there are some things that I tweet or some things that I say that um, kind of create a lot of news articles or things like that. And I know that it's because I've won a couple grand slams um, and I've gotten to do a lot of press conferences that these things happen. Um, but I would also say, like, I, I'm i not really sure how to balance it to. Like, I'm figuring it out at the same time as you are, I would say. Thank okay. You. Uh, Thank you, Paul. We've got, we're going to do four more questions or four more journalists. We're going to go Courtney, Jeff, Stewart, and then Ben Rothenberg. So, Courtney, please go ahead and so now this the, name and publication. So, now this is the part when she – now this next part is when – let me pause right. Let's pause right there. Mm -hmm. So, I read y'all the statement from her 
from her agent. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Do you feel like he... They, let me start. Do you feel like she was bullied in the question that she was asked? I don't feel like she was bullied. No, I don't no. feel like she was bullied. I don't feel like no, she was bullied she, at all. I don't think she was bullied. I think, I think if anything, the question just came off a little bit weird. It could have been worded a lot differently. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's about I, it. yeah that, that, that question just – I was confused even with the question where he was trying to ask. What do you yeah. think, Ben Ready? It had nothing to do with playing at all. Absolutely nothing. So that, that's why I want to, and that's the next thing I want to segue to. Um, play the rest of it. This is the part when she's asked about Haiti and from another reporter, and then she kind of had the moment where she teared up. Courtney Nguyen, WTA Insider. Uh, hello, Naomi. She really does. And yeah, the show the part, here. she put her head, she pulled, she pulled her, her hat in front of her face. Go ahead. Ask a couple of tennis questions. Um, the first one is just uh, uh, how the training has been and how your preparation has been for the for the summer hard court swing. And the second one is just related to your tweet over the weekend uh, related to what's going on in Haiti. Um, and uh, and yeah, um, just what your reaction is to the news there. Thank you. Um. Sorry. No, you're super good. <laughs> and this is part where she basically teared, where she obviously got emotional. Okay, I think we're just going to take a quick break. Just uh, we'll be back in one moment. All right, gentlemen. So I want to bring up. I heard the discussion they had on first take. So Stephen A. had it like I had an issue, like I did. I had more issue with the agent making it seem like that that the the meet the reporter from the Cincinnati Acquirer was basically. Bullying her to question. Now, he did, like Ben said, he could have worded it a little bit better because it kind of, because, like, and him and Max agreed that the agent was out of line, but then Molly chimed in, and I agree well, on this part that maybe that the writer had an objective, and I think that's where Ben Reddy was getting to, where Ben Reddy was getting to, that had, an, had like, an objective of with his question because, like Nick said, Athletes don't need the media these days. With social media, with all these different platforms like the Players Tribune and Uninterrupted, and, and see Kevin Durant was—they showed this commercial. Kevin Durant was on live, and he just had twenty-six point seven thousand people on his live. What in the world do they need the media for? And then Kevin Durant, the boardroom—you don't—they don't need the media. So I understood that. So, so that part, I don't understand where that was coming from. But like Ben Ready was saying. What did any of this have to do with her upcoming tournament? We know that this young girl is 20 years old, struggling with anxiety and depression. She's the best player in the world. And now 
she's also dealing with this issue with her country, dealing with this devastating earthquake where thousands of people have died. Her father's from that country, so it hits hits a nerve. And I don't think the the female reporter who was asking the question <laughs> knew that it was going to probably hit the nerve for her to break down like that. But I I just wondering like, what are I mean as the media, what is their responsibility when it comes to these press conferences? Um, it's supposed to be to get uh uh information, you know, mm. not not supposed to be keywords supposed to be they're supposed to get uh value uh <clears throat> excuse me valuable content to post for their um for their blogs or for their uh sections in whatever paper or um website that they're on but it seems as if in my opinion a lot of these reporters use this in a way to get into athletes heads i mean let's just be honest she's the best <clears throat> tennis player right now and we all saw what um what serena went through mm-hmm you know, they did anything that they could to get Serena um, off her game. Serena was just, you know, she's a different person. She's a little bit mentally stronger than uh, Naomi is. There's nothing There's nothing wrong with that. She could just, you know, she could deal with the media better than she could. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's you know that's all an individual. Everybody's she learned different. that from, uh, from Venus. Exactly. Because, yeah, Venus went through it as well. So she already, like you said, she already has somebody to walk her through it. She, unfortunately, doesn't have nobody to walk her through it. This is her first stint with the media um, uh, at this level. And to be honest, I think these people are doing this on purpose because I don't think a lot of these people in the media, they don't want her to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, oh, that's true. They definitely don't. They don't want her to win. And they know that, um, you know, unfortunately, they know that at this point in time right now, you know, she's not all the way up to uh, mentally um, <clears throat> mentally up to par like she wants to be. So the, what's the best thing to do? Say little stuff like that's going to trigger stuff. It's going to get her off her game. All of a sudden, she's gonna be off for this next um for this next uh, uh uh tournament or whatever she has, and you know it just feeds into me like oh you know the best she's not the best player in um in tennis anymore oh she's this and that oh she's you know it starts falling in and in and that and then all of a sudden you know they start nitpicking they're like oh maybe it's the guy that she's dating you know before she was dating this guy she was this and that you know you know how the media is they nitpicking mm-hmm. everything being ready being fair I'm gonna start first being ready you you said something. Like, what does that have to do with her? Then I want to get your thoughts, and I want to go to Ben Ferris. Uh, I think I, I was just being like, what do it, what do it matter? I feel like she had Because I don't want to make it seem like, because uh, they don't ever ask anybody else why about this. Right. Outside of. What you think, Ben Fair? Uh, the first question I don't that that the guy asked. Honestly, I don't know why he asked that type of question. Um, you know, he, he he said it in a way like tennis is giving you a platform to talk to media to get your message out and whatnot, which is true. But at the same time, like Nick said, and I think a couple other you also said, but um, she easily go on Instagram and make a little two minute video, post it on her Instagram, and get that same message across, like. She, she doesn't need other people, you know, to be putting out her voice out there. This isn't the 90s and 80s anymore. We have Instagram. We have Snapchat. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. We have all these things that these athletes can easily use and bypass you completely 
hell, they can even go out and write their own stories. They can get their own little editor or whatever to write out whatever things that they want published. Uh, exactly. So to ask that type of question, like, you know, right. you, you don't like us, yada, 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 but we give you a platform to talk to. She doesn't, honestly, she doesn't even really need you. She doesn't. Uh, for the second question, um, I, I like that the lady tried to get, you know, personal and, and, you know, get vulnerable with her and ask her what's going on in her, in her father's home country. Um, that, you know, it's just maybe it's a bit too soon to ask a question like that. That's right. like that's like asking Paul Gasol, how do you feel about Kobe the day after he passed away? You know, something mm, like that. Exactly. Um, you just when something happens, you want to give someone a little bit of time to be able to take that situation, break it down within themselves before they can express it to others. Mark. Um, simple as put, man, I think that the, his job and the media's job is to get you to say something that's clickbait. Um, so they can, so they can sell they, 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 they articles or whatever it is, man. And I think she did the right thing by taking her time, uh, thinking about whatever she wants to say. Uh, and that's how you deal with it. All you say, I'm not answering that question. Next question. I honestly mm-hmm. really feel like I agree with all y'all. We, you know, the, 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 the athletes don't need the media. Um, and that brings back to Marshawn Lynch that I'm only here so I don't get fined. That makes that so much more important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so a good point. I, it, was, it was almost like the Kyrie situation. Like the reporter was almost wanting her to say something like Kyrie did when he was like, I don't need you guys. You guys are pawns. I right. felt like the question, maybe that was, that was like the kind of answer right. he was looking for. Right. And he's kind of the truth. He was trying to make her. He was trying to make her react. And Kyrie Irving was right when he said, "I don't need y'all." And the way she, I think the way she handled it is right. That's just this. And I, and and look, Naomi Osaka's dealing with a lot. Like I said, and then like Ben said, asking her about Haiti, you don't want to hit that nerve yet. And you saw it really hit that nerve the moment the the moment that it even came about. And obviously, you saw that she was already going into a dark space. After the she finished answering the question, she was pulling her brim, of, her hat over her face. She was just trying to hold it together. But we gotta understand these athletes are human too, mm-hmm. and if we want them, if we want them to respect, if they want the media wants to to respect them, they can't, look. Don't coddle them. Don't be enablers. But you gotta be fair, and that wasn't fair. And obviously, say she doesn't miss the turn, and say she outside this next tournament. More fans are going to miss her. We, we are going to miss her. So we segue to my next to our next topic: fan violence. Uh oh. So over the weekend, three there were three in stadium fights with fans that went viral. In what stadium? Levi Stadium, where the Niners between the in the Niners Chiefs game, Allegiant Stadium, which was opening for fans for the first time for the Raiders, and now that's taking on a whole nother. World of its own. Raiders. And here in LA with SoFi with the Rams fans. Um I know we've been indoors for over a year. We dealt with this in the playoffs with fans spitting on players, throwing stuff. Look, I don't want to go through another shutdown. I want to try to get to a game of SoFi. I want to see my mm-hmm. Broncos act right. Uh-uh. Our pie father, our producer, he's a season ticket holder. I don't think he wants his money to be wasted behind a bunch of dudes who couldn't hold their liquor. Wow. Or females, in this case, who couldn't hold their liquor. Yes. Mm. No, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> really, no pun intended. 
Because stop, let's be clear. Or stop, or stop selling alcohol there. And and no, that's not going to do that. And nah, you're right. They're not going to. But they're this, never going to do that. So, but um, this is where we got to get to another. Um, we, there has to be a medium with the whole with obviously with alcohol consumption at games. They have to have a time limit when they cut the sales off. They do. Uh, now I'm, I'm, now you, I don't, I don't know about all of them. Um, I know, um, I don't know, uh, well, over there at SoFi, they do an hour before, right? And I, okay. I remember, um, um, at the Chargers Old Stadium, it was the same way. It was about, uh, about an hour before they get, like, I think when fourth quarter started, they pretty much stopped serving. Mm, okay. You know, so, it, it, you know, and, and if you really think about it, you know, 15 minutes in football is really like about like 30 minutes. 30 right. minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. So, you know, if, you, uh, if you've been drinking um, a nice little amount of beer on that time, you got enough time to drink you a whole bunch of water and pretty much get that out your system and go on about your day. Mark, you're really, trying to, you're really trolling this right now. You know that, right? Nah, man. I have to take my, uh, my, my, my green tea shots, man. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Oh, that's, that's yeah. what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. like baseball. Base, that's why baseball has, like, the seven thing to stretch. That's, like, your opportunity to have, like, last call, to go eat your food for the last time, go get your last couple of drinks, and then after that, everything closed down. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Yeah. Season Ticket Holder, what you think, man? Uh, and obviously, because obviously when we were at FanFest, everything was done on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, obviously now everything and even I'm wouldn't be shocked. I know at Allegiant Stadium everything is cashless. You have to have a card. Yep. You, you sure can't know. no 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 money tender. No, that you have to have cards because obviously this is the only this is the first cashless stadium in the in, in NFL history. But I just want to say this, fans, man, just look act right. We, I know we we just want to enjoy the season. We'll have a good football season. And look, this isn't just a new issue. This has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. But we yeah. just got to find a way to end this situation. And yeah, that, like, all I got to say is football's back, baby. That's <laughs> all that means. Football is back. Ben, ben Ferry, get the last word on this, and then we got to talk about this next topic. Oh, I was just going to go off of what you said. Like, this has going, been going on for a while. I remember when the Dodgers played the Red Sox a couple years back in the World Series. Uh, I was able to go to all the home games. And um, I saw a couple fights. Both the two, the first two nights I was there, uh, I saw a couple fights in the bathroom between Dodger fans and Red Sox fans. So it's definitely been something that's been going on for years. So speaking of fans and violence, there's only when you talk about fan violence, there's one inf- infamous, infamous incident that everyone talks about. Oh. Mouse at the palace. There we go, Mark. I finished watching it. Let me fast this. Being fair, if you get it, did you get a chance to watch the Untold oh, Doc? Yeah, I watched it last week. I didn't get a chance to watch. I'm watching this week. Please watch it. But I'm a, but, but you pretty much know the gist of it. Oh yeah, I'm, I've seen all type of uh, articles and seen all type of stuff about it. I'm gonna say this, and Mar- I'm gonna let Mark take the lead on this one because he was the first one who saw it, and he pretty much, you know, turned us, you know, to this that it was coming on Netflix. You know, it was advertised, but he actually was the first one that got to see it before the show. Mark, man, I feel bad for Jermaine O'Neal, dog. Yeah, uh-huh. and I want to get your thoughts and then Ben Fair's thoughts on what. Now that you've seen it, what did is there anything that that made your mind different about just the whole 
experiment, the whole incident period that changed your way of thinking or no? Uh, no, nah, I thought the fans were thugs back then, and I still think the fans are thugs. Um, um, don't, don't, don't throw nothing on the court. You know, we, we can all say, uh, run our test and run up in the stands. Right. Don't, 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 don't provoke that though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that, that, that's where it started at. When, when Ben Wallace and, and, and Ron Ortez got into whatever they got into on the court, it should have just stayed there. And, and, and then, and then we could have just probably seen Indiana win a championship that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were they were very good that year. They should have won the championship. That team was very very good. But they I, I, honestly, honestly, the team that would have won that came out of the East probably would have beat the Lakers that year. And obviously, it happened because the Pistons won. Sadly, I wouldn't. I, I, I'd still take Shaq and Kobe any day. But whoever was coming out of the East was giving the Lakers a tough time because that that team should have. But obviously, be, this well, this was the, the remember the. Yeah, it was the oh, next year that it happened. Yeah, but I'm saying, okay, well, okay, you're right. But I was saying, like, these were this all start. I didn't even think about it. This all actually started from the 04 Easter Conference Finals, and that's sure why did. when Mark brought up the final score being sixty, what was it, sixty nine to sixty five or something? Sixty nine, fifty, sixty four, something like that. That's that's crazy. How a final score is that, man? That would, uh, hey, the, I would love to Detroit, watch that game. Detroit was really good defensively that year. They had held. Um, 11 teams to under 80 points that year. So they were really Don't good remind that year. Me. Don't remind yeah. me. Don't remind us. You know, we that was that was a tough year for us, B. Hey, you remember um, they were all in the uh, All-Star game that year, and they were putting the clamps on the uh, Western starters um, they was playing against. Well, the Western players they were playing against. It was crazy to watch that. When all of them were on the court, they was locking up the Western All-Stars that was in the game during that time. It was most definitely – it was crazy to watch that. That was a different team. Mm-hmm. So I think so. Let me get your thoughts, Ben Fair. What What was your reaction watching the documentary? Uh, watching the documentary it was fun. I wish it was a little bit more two sided perspective. I felt it was too much Indiana Pacers perspective. Obviously, yeah, I've been always talking for I a little 100% bit. I hundred percent agree. Um, I agree because I would have loved to have known what Chauncey was thinking, Rashid was thinking, Tayshawn, Rip, all them guys, uh, even Larry Brown. I, I would have loved to have known what was going on in Larry Brown's head. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, like Mark said, it's, you know, the fans, the fans, and it, you know, they started the fight, obviously Ron Artest shouldn't have laid on the scores table, but what is him laying on the scores table? I have to give him a, a drink thrown at him, you know? Um, there was obviously no need for that. And then obviously he went into the stands and punched the wrong dude. Um, that was another thing, but and no. The, and the crazy part is Ron and that dude now are friends. The dude who threw the drink at him? Yeah, John Green. He they're friends. I saw it on the on on Ron's documentary, the you know, the the Warrior the True Warrior documentary he did on um the Warrior documentary he did for Showtime mm-hmm. about him. And that's when I learned more about him. He's I didn't know him and Capone from CNN were cousins. He grew up with you know, he all those dudes from Queens, him, Noriega, Havoc, obviously Mob Deep. He was, you know, around them dudes growing up as as kids. And um the guy Ron reached out to the guy who threw the drink, and like you said, I agree with you. I wouldn't like to hear more from on the from the Pistons. Obviously, I definitely wanted to hear more from Ben Wallace because I didn't know that. I totally forgot about the part that Ben Wallace's brother had just died. Mm-hmm. I had totally forgot about that part until Jermaine brought it up, and like Jermaine was saying, they're all homeboys off the court. They're so all had, friends. yeah, they were all homies, and like <laughs> if. 
Ben Wallace didn't throw, you know, his handbands at at their bench. That probably also when it had gave what John Green the the thought the right to say, oh, let me throw this drink and see if I can if I can hit Ron Artest from where I was at. And then you think about the fan, the one fan, Charlie, who ran on the court, mm-hmm. and he basically almost got pretty much chin checked by Jermaine O'Neal. I don't know what he was thinking. And he and the dude still and the mean the dude still don't get it. Because he basically said that, oh, Jermaine sucker punched him. First of all, he barely touched you. You didn't get sucker punched. No. You were walking to a fight. You had to stay where you he, was First at. of all, and in the, in the court said, Jermaine O'Neal had the right to defend himself. So basically, like Reggie Miller said, if Jermaine O'Neal would have caught him the way you would have caught him, that dude would have been been decapitated. He would have been like, oh. oh if, if Ron had hit him clearly on the first punch, he would have been knocked out. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it would have it, it been, yeah. been ugly. <clears throat> it looked like Ron slipped. Because you saw when Jermaine came in, he came in sliding. And he barely, you know, he got to do near the chin. But if he would have caught him in the jaw, oh, my God, dude. Man. But I thought it was a great documentary. I recommend people to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. No, it's I just really feel good. bad for – I really feel bad for Jermaine O'Neal because even to this day, he has not been the one who has really been able to have that next second chapter of life. Obviously, Ron went on to the Lakers, won the championship. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson now with all the smoke. Rich Miller's on. Huh? Didn't he want a chip? Yeah, he, he won the Spurs. To the he won with the Spurs. Yeah. And you think about Reggie Miller's winning in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Obviously, Rick Carlisle still coaching to this day. Wright Brown still coaching to this day. Both Hall of Famers. Worldwide West is, is helping run the Knicks. Jermaine O'Neal's the only one who really took a total PR hit from this. And I do not get why. And he was the one, obviously, that was trying to be – and I, you know why? Because he was the face of the franchise. And it, mm, he was because he, fr- he was the face of the franchise. He was the guy that Reggie Miller was passing the torch to. Mm-hmm. People forget he came out the same year as Kobe. He sure did. Went in the first round. That's crazy. And people hated him. School. And people hated him. The Pacers for trading Dale Davis for him. I was like, do y'all really know who y'all getting right now? <laughs> but, at, but, no but at the but at the time at the time, dog, they, they did that because he wasn't really getting much playing time in Portland. Right. And they didn't he know. Who he was. Yeah. So um, I want to say that I was a good doc, and I, I recommend go watch the the Ron Artest documentary on Showtime. I did this when I went watched the Last Dance when they was talk when it came to the the Dennis Rodman episode. I went back and watched Dennis Rodman's Thirty for Thirty. I tell people go watch the Ron Artest documentary before you watch, and then watch this back to back. I guarantee you have a whole nother perspective. Um, let's talk a little MLB, and then we'll get on to the NBA. Get on to a little college football, NBA, then we'll go heavy into the football this final hour of the show. Um, did any of y'all get a chance to watch the Field of Dreams game? Nah. I watched some of it. Uh huh. I want to say this. This is the first thing MLB has gotten right in the last 15 years. So they had this game out in Iowa based off the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. It was the Yankees and the White Sox. And it ended up being a good game. Ninth inning, Aaron Judge hits a two-run homer to bring them between, bring them within a run. Giancarlo Stanton comes in, pinch hits, hits a two-run homer, gives the Yankees the lead. And then Tim Anderson in the bottom of the ninth hits a walk-off two-run homer, and the White Sox win the game. Wow. So next year they're going to have the same game, but next year it's going to be the Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. That's going to be a okay. They could have found two better teams, but I guess. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> especially after the Cubs got rid of everybody. They could have been a yeah. Dodgers and the Braves or somebody. 
Yeah, y'all really could have just – y'all wanted minor league teams. Y'all could have – big up. Isn't it like – aren't they like minor league baseball teams of Iowa if y'all wanted to bring those two teams? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> but I thought it was a good – I thought it was a good experience. I think it was the highest rated MLB game televised in the last 16 years. Wow. I thought the whole presentation, they was basically just like Field of Dreams. They're walking out of the cornfield – and here comes Kevin Costner. He throws out the first pitch. He's, they had James Earl Jones narrating. It was a good. It was just a good showing. So, so I want to applaud MLB for that. They got that right. But they. But and they're gonna have the game next year. But next time. But, but get some better teams. They should do Sandlot next. Hey, I was thinking that too. <laughs> but here's the thing. That'd be crazy if they had a Sandlot. They they risk a lot of injury. I know. I I would prefer a Sandlot game because that was my movie. You can't mm-hmm. do major league because obviously the Indians are a real baseball team. Oh, unless yeah. you have like major league night and you have Charlie Sheen, Willie, what Wesley Snipes, Omar Epps, what uh, uh was um the pre- Dennis Haysburg who played was it Pedro played the guy with the <clears throat> the little doll that he had that he was talking to in the, in the clubhouse. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Hey, by the oh, way, yeah. real quick before, before we talk college football, better Willie Mays Hayes, Omar Epps or or, or Wesley Snipes. Hmm. Omar, uh, Omar Epps. Yeah, Omar. Omar Epps. Yeah, Omar Epps was Willie Mays Hayes was leading off home. Was getting lead off homers every time at bat. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, uh, uh, I like Wesley, but o- Omar did that. Yeah, shout out to Omar. So, um, gentlemen, as Nick said, football is back, and NFL is back, but also we're a week away from college football. Yes, sir. Y'all ready for some college football? Oh, Alabama. Oh, wow. Uh, hey, mute them real fast. Oh, come you. on. Matter of fact, we got hey, this all SEC. Hey, this all SEC hey, this, Pac-12 hey, in here. Cause. Hey, 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 disconnect his uh, feed. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Get kicked off day one. So, uh, 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 all right, he back. Okay, he back. Here we go. <laughs> been, been ready, Cole. All right, so gentlemen, the first AP Top 25 is out. By the way, they announced that the first college football rankings will be released November 2nd. So keep your eyes, so keep your eyes on that date. But the Top 25 is out, and this will make Ben Fair happy. Let me guess, Alabama's number one? Yeah, 47 first place votes. Wow, what a um, – Are you kidding me? What a surprise. How many 25 I'll be, no, I'll be, on the team? I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't think we'll finish there. Hey, by the way, Kenzie said the, the Martin Artest documentary is called Quiet Storm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, how many 25-year-olds on this year's team? You foul, I mean, twice, Oh, my God. <laughs> how many six-year seniors and stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they were in the demos back in the day. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Hey, 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 Alabama got failed NFL players. Hey, <laughs> hey it's a trip. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Adrian Amos, when he, got, uh, when he got drafted, I didn't realize how old he was. He was like – like twenty, almost like it was like twenty four, twenty five when he yeah. got drafted. Like dude from Bad Boys Two when he was trying to take Martin's daughter out on the day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you mean Kawhi Leonard? Oh! oh! <laughs> Shout out to Kawhi. Who's up? Um, Oklahoma's number two. For what? Clemson three. Yeah. Ohio State four. Mark your Georgia Bulldogs are five. Okay. Texas A and M. Texas A and M six. Iowa State seven. Cincinnati eight. Notre Dame nine and North Carolina rounds out the top ten. Nick, okay. your US, Nick and B, y'all USC, University Seven. of Southern California Trojans are fifteen. That's cool. 
They're a second Pac-12 team in the in the uh, you know really in the pisses, top twenty-five. You know, it really pisses me off though. Was that the fact of how many California uh, good California players are in the SEC? Hey, we're, or we're in the ACC because exactly. Where's who at, Mark? We're Tennessee. You know what? Forget oh. y'all. Forget y'all, man. Tennessee. You know Tennessee is garbage. Hey, hey. <laughs> the last, the, like the only great player you guys have put out in the last like ten years is Alvin Kamara, dog. Like, what are we doing here? That's disrespectful right now. And and you got him from us. You got Alvin oh. Kamara. From us. We didn't even want him anymore. Our best was our Shut up. Turn that up, Ben Ready. They don't know about Tim. They don't know about the rest of development, man. Shout out to Preach. Man. They don't know about this. They don't know about that rest of development, man. Man, Tennessee ain't done it since John Henderson was there. Hey, hey. Don't nobody want to see that orange and white checkered pattern. Look here, y'all not for hey. this disrespect. Hold on, I just thought about something. John, why you like teams that wear orange? Shut up, man! <laughs> Look here, man. Y'all, get, y'all, are real disrespectful talking about my, my volunteers like that. Hey, when, look. Shout out to Charles Davis. Yeah, oh, I mean, shout, shout, out, shout out, shout out, Peyton Manning. He just made the Hall of Fame. Okay. Of course, yeah. the greatest, the greatest of all time from just, um from over there. Yeah, hey, yeah. Number hey, two is hey, Reggie White. Hey, shout out to Candace Parker. Candace That's Parker. Right. Shamika Holtzwall. Wait, hold on. I think I think I might have Reggie White above uh, Peyton. I'm sorry. I'm being biased because he's a quarterback. I don't do yeah. Oh, but speaking of it, hey, let's segue real quick because I, I just really, I just really noticed the jersey that Mark had on. So, Ben Fair, I'm going to bring you in on a little debate that happened the other day in the chat. Mm-hmm. So, hey, 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 Reggie, Ben Fair, he, he played for the Red, he played for the uh, Washington team too. So don't trip. Man, I know. I know. So, so the hey, other I'll day, go. so the other day, Nick posts this this meme of Reggie White. And he asks, is he the greatest defensive lineman ever? ever? And I was like, uh, and I was yeah, like, said, well, I don't know. No you, one. Said and then, dis- you, said, you said it disrespectfully, though. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at getarculus.com. Tell a whole story. Hey, John, uh, John, you, you the one basically said. What I basically saying that there was no. No. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, you tell the story because you was the one that, that this 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 hit a nerve with you, bro. Hey, John said disrespectfully. He says Reggie White, and it's not close. See, this is the thing. I did not. I, let me give me my. Let me explain my. Let me explain my my reason for saying that. I thought he was talking about Strahan because he was talking about the the QB sack record pause. Mm-hmm. I, if he, now, if he would have said best defensive lineman ever, I mean, clearly it's Bruce Smith. Come on, come on, Nick. It's Bruce Smith, dog. I'm, I'm going to let y'all continue. I, I'm not saying nothing. I, I, y'all see the jersey. I'm going to let y'all continue. And, and like I said, Ben Fair knows he was with Washington in the end of his career. Yes, sir. Man, that, that time don't count. Us. He was good for us. He was. It did count. Marty was over there. And? What did he, he tell Marty in practice? I got a thousand plays in me. You want them in practice? You want them in the game? 
And we had the <laughs> and we had the fastest man alive, Daryl Green. And they had and they had Dion. Yeah, by the way, y'all was buying players at that time, man. Why y'all never win the Super Bowl? To, I, I, mean, I can't talk. Mm. Y'all beat us in the Super Bowl, so I can't really talk. I'm about to say John Elway. Are you serious? I can't really talk, man. John Elway. Are you serious? Mister, go to the Super Bowl and get dusted off. Hey man. hey, man. Shout out to Terrell Davis, man. Yeah, Terrell Davis saved his career. Shout out to Terrell Davis, man. But uh, yeah, so that that was interesting. So like I said, those are the top 25 teams. Um, this we'll re- we'll discuss more college football, obviously, because the season's going to start next week. But Ben. What are, what are you looking for this college football season? This college football season, um, I'm interested because I think this draft this draft is going to be very weak. So, one, I'm looking for talent uh, across the board, and especially at the QB position. QBs this year is absolutely horrible. Spencer Rattler, we have the dude from Cincinnati. You have Sam Howell from UNC. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think QBs are, are, are awful this year. Um, I, I think it's going to be a mainly defensive-heavy draft this year. I think the first pick in the draft this year is going to be uh, the DN from Oregon. Um, <clears throat> I forget his name. He's Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah, Thibodeau. Thibodeau. He's, a, he's an absolute monster for Oregon. Um, when it comes to me watching college football for Alabama, I think we're going to have a great defense this year. It's going to be back like the early Nick Saban days when we had monster defenses. We were putting out, you know, four or five dudes just in the first or second round. Um, yeah, who will, now, who will now basically play for the Washington football team pretty much. Or, yeah, or, pretty the, much. or, the, or the Patriots, or the Patriots. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are the two teams only draft them. Um, yeah. But when it comes to offense, I think we're going to struggle a little bit having a QB turnaround for the first time in a while, uh, especially someone who's brand new to the offense. Uh, Bryce Young, you know, great five-star recruit, almost won the first 1,000% uh, recruits coming out of high school. So it's going to be interesting to see him play. USC I think him. I think he's a little bit small for the QB position. He's like 5'11", 200 pounds, barely maybe. Man, if, if um, what's his name can make it, he can make it. So you, I, don't, I don't know if you saw Nick's face when you said when you brought up Bryce Young, because obviously you know he was at he yeah, was at, yeah. he was a commit. He was, at, he was at modern day high school as well. He was phenomenal there. Got to catch a couple games. Uh, I mean, we also took Najee Harris from you guys. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know why a lot of kids don't want to want to stay in state. Um, Maybe it was some allegation issues back when you guys had Lane Kiffin and um, who was the other coach that's over at Texas now. Um, forget Lane Kiffin. Um, no. But Lane, whatever. Forget I mean, Lane, forget Lane Kiffin, man. I, I feel like for a while, California schools were just having an issue with, you know, in, internal problems that were just affecting recruits. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be focusing a lot on just offensive talent and who, who can really develop. Like I said, I don't think – my Alabama is currently ranked number one. I don't know if we'll finish there at the beginning of the season. To be honest, I'd be surprised if we even make the college football playoffs this year. Okay. Oh. Hey, I know, I know one thing. Y'all definitely going to go to the college football playoffs. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the uh, NCAA is going to make a rule to get y'all into the playoffs. Um, the big reason why a lot of um, uh, Californians losing a lot of recruits is of the simple fact of if you play good in one of the conferences that's out here, you're not gonna. It's not gonna. You're not gonna go far. I'm just yeah. be honest. Unless you a team like like I said before, um, if Alabama's Alabama's consistently anybody in SEC consistently gonna be considered. Um, outside of that, you know Clemson. Um, you have a couple. Of S- yeah, Oklahoma. You may have another AC, uh, ACC team. Um, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Those are gonna be the teams that's gonna consistently be in the mix all the time of the, um, when it comes to selection. But um, I guess those players from out here see that. And they're like, you know, hey, if I go up over here and play good, not only will I um, possibly win a, um, win a championship over here, 
I'm guaranteed to be a at least a top <clears throat> top two or three round pick. Guaranteed. Yep. Yep. Like that. Yeah. And you know, and you're gonna be seen more on TV, SEC network. You know, SEC games are always gonna be nationally televised. So Yeah, and especially now with players being able to get paid off their image and likeness, they're gonna go to oh, schools man. that have the highest, mm-hmm. you know, view count, whether it's social media, whether it's televised games. Yeah, a lot of kids are just gonna go to schools that have the most press coverage on them, I guess. Exactly. That's all it is at this point. Uh, okay. Which I don't blame them. So let's no, get no, the- get your get your money, get your money for sure. Oh yeah, all the Bryce way. Young, Bryce Young about to be a millionaire, so he's already before mm-hmm. he even graduate. That's crazy. So let's go. Let's get to some NBA, gentlemen. Obviously, and that says we we'll talk more. We'll give our we. As a matter of fact, Ben Fair, before we get into NBA talk, give me your college, give me your top your college um football your college um final four for the college football playoff. So like, I, so, like I said, I think Alabama's going to be out of it. I think we'll just slip out. We'll probably be like five or six. Like It all depends on how Bryce Young's development goes. He's going to um, be very good for y'all. I mean, I, I do hope so. I do I do appreciate that as well. Um, but I'm going to have Clemson up there. I think Clemson's going to be really good. I think their QB DJ is phenomenal. Um, yeah. he, was giving, he was giving Trevor Lawrence a run for his money last year when he came back. An- yeah, another I'm about to say, an- he just keeps finding quarterbacks. Another mm-hmm. kid from out here, right? Yeah, he went to St. John Bosco. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would throw I would throw Oklahoma in there just because of the division they play in. They're going to be able to run the score up on everyone there, so they'll probably be in the top two. Um, maybe Georgia. Maybe Georgia. I really like Kirby Smart. Um, you know, maybe this would be the first year that Nick Saban loses to one of his you know successors, the, uh, disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll throw Georgia in there, and then maybe. Just because they're an independent, I'll throw Notre Dame in there. Notre Dame, not, Notre Dame, not ever going back to the, to the playoffs. No, they're done for. Every time they go, they get dusted off. That's fat squad. So does Oklahoma, but they keep making it. Notre Listen, Dame, that's fat squad. Hey, hey, I like your, I like your top three, Ben. I have a surprise though. Uh, Cincinnati, man. I, yeah, I was going like, like, to throw I, them in there. I want to say like Cincinnati, but I like I'm funny feeling. They're going to they, they gonna, they gonna figure out a way to keep them out of there. I just have a funny feeling about that. Maybe. We'll see. We'll t- we're going to give our top four next week. I went to get Bears. Let's go ahead and get into the NBA. Hold on. Before you say that, what's that? You think a one-loss win- one SEC team will get in over uh, Cincinnati? It all depends. Depends on – I haven't seen Cincinnati's uh, schedule, so I don't know who they played non-conference. Uh-huh. Um, but, but if, if, that if one Cincinnati's loss- undefeated – uh-huh. And the one loss to the SEC school isn't to like one of the top fives, like a Florida, uh, Alabama, Georgia, something like that. Mm-hmm. If it's to like a Kentucky, yeah, you're you're probably not going to get in there. Like mm. like 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 say if Alabama win SEC and then Georgia mm-hmm. has the one loss, that one loss is against Alabama in the SEC championship. Yeah, you'll I get still, in. I, I still think Georgia get in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and talk. To- Oh, uh, yeah. You know something? Watch, watch, no- watch, watch, watch from the game. You'll see how close the seats are. Because this, this is the second game back in Staples Center. They was in the convention center for the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Doc Rivers did that. It just sometimes it don't work. Yeah. A lot of times it don't work. <laughs> On that note. All right. Let's go, let's go to the NBA then. All right, so a um, little NBA talk. Um, Summer League, obviously, is going on right now. The, the Summer League Championship Boston, is going on right now. Boston, yeah, Boston is getting and Sacramento right now. 
So Sacramento finna hang another set at another summer league banner. Yeah, their they, second one. They have twenty eight. Wow. So congratulations to the Kings. You won't, you won't hear that coming. You won't hear that me say that often. But um, let's put a bow on summer league. I want to give give me a player from each, each of y'all. Give me a player that really stood out that you was like, yo, I can't wait to see this guy when regular season start. If he's on the it, when the season start, I'm gonna start with you, Mark. Uh, actually, just looking at Boston, even though he didn't have a good game today, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Peyton Pritchard? Yeah, no, 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 not him. Uh, Naismith or uh, oh, Aaron Neesmith? Yeah, yeah, Aaron Neesmith. Yeah, I've I just been liking his energy throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole summer league. What about you, Nick? I'm being biased when I say this. Brandon Boston. Well, I, don't blame uh, you. I love Brandon Boston. Yeah, I think that was like an absolute steal for us. That point Absolute guard y'all steal. got. That point guard y'all got is good too. I told you that. Remember? Yeah, I, I like our draft. Ben, Ben, Ben Fair, who you like? Who, who's someone that stuck out to you this summer league? I gotta throw. I, you said one name, but I gotta throw two names out there. I gotta Go show. Ahead. I gotta show love to the hometown kid, Josh Christopher, over there in Houston. He's yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He's oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. balling it out up there. I was really hoping the Lakers didn't trade that twenty second pick, so we could have gotten him. Right. But at the end of the day, I'll take Westbrook over Josh Christopher. Yeah, um, yeah, any day of the week. All day. But uh, the kid that I have absolutely fallen in love with, when he got drafted, don't know why they took him, but Davion Mitchell. Davion Mitchell is Oh, oh man, he's good. He's good. He's, he's, he's the best defender in this class. And yeah, that's the, not even put, close. Hey, wait, real quick. Can I drop some breaking news? Can I drop some breaking news Uh-oh. real quick? Breaking news. Shout out to break, go hit the breaking news center real quick, real quick, before we get to the – and we'll get back to the NBA. Um, we got a comment from I, – I got a comment in my DMs at jwatson0984 on Twitter. The legend, radio legend, Scott Kaplan, me and him have a – you know, we talk on Twitter some time, from time to time. He just chimed in and says, show's looking good. So, salute to the legend, Scott Kaplan. Most definitely. Appreciate that. Appreciate I, that, sir. So shout out to Scott Kaplan, 17 ESPN legendary <laughs> legend in the, of course, in San Diego. All right, back to the NBA. So like you said, I like being fair specs. He said Josh Christopher, and then you said that. That's back on that Davion Mitchell, man. He, uh, he shut down Peyton Pritchard today. Hey. He shut down anyone that goes up against him. Let like, me tell you something. He's, um, he's in your face from the jump. you From the second you pass half court, he's in your face. Like, he remind, like, when it comes to on-ball defense, he gives me a lot of Gary Payton vibes in terms of on-ball pressure. I was thinking Tony Allen. Here's my question also. Well, all these guards, man, because obviously him, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Tyler Halliburton. Burton, Buddy Heald. Buddy, well, yeah. Buddy Heald would have been traded if we didn't get wet. Um, we would, he would have been traded. He would have been he's, traded. He's going to be gone soon. I think he'll, well, I don't know. If, I don't think he'll be gone by opening day. I think he'll be gone by the deadline. I just don't think – I just, just – if Tyrese Halliburton is doing this – and all he just needs to do is really develop more of his shot. Obviously, we know he's a defensive – he's a, a dog on defense. And then him and De'Aaron Fox could be a real dynamic tandem in the backcourt. Obviously, he's probably going to be the backup point to, to De'Aaron. But if, let's just say they want to go with a, you know, like a, a, a real small pause backcourt. You can't ask for something better than Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, that's actually – that's very that, that could work very well, and they're, and they're, they'll be they'll be they'll be they'll be baseline to baseline in zero the sixty. 
I think he'll oh, be yeah. playing like a uh, like a Marcus Smart role for them right now. By the way, what y'all think of that Marcus Smart contract? Overpaid. Yeah, ahead. it was a bit. It was a bit overpaid. He got what four years, seventy-seven million. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, insane. I was expecting him to get like four for sixty-eight or something. But hey, if you if you need him, which they do, pay the guy. Pay him. Can't, re- can't replace him, I guess. And they said he's going to be starting. He's probably going to be the starting PG next year. So, Ooh, I feel sorry for them. Well, we'll see. A lot of a lot of Boston fans actually like Marcus Smart at the point guard. Yeah, he almost yeah. was a Laker. He was one, if he would almost was a Laker if he didn't. If Boston didn't take him at six. They, yeah, he, he was definitely going to the Lakers. They, 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 they sure would have took him at seven if Julius Randle wasn't on the board. And I know and that I, for a fact. And I hope Jello make the team too. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a training camp invite for the Hornets because I was reading that the Hornets are really liking what they're seeing from him. They like his work ethic. They like, you know, his attitude. Obviously, you know, he had to go through some, you know, he had to go through some things to get to where he's at, but he's going to be in the league. Mark's been been trying to, you know, he's been trying, he's been preaching, you know, get that this guy can be an NBA, ro- you know, a, a rotation player for us. You especially, know. especially for the Hornets. I mean, if you look at the way their roster is constructed, they don't have many people who can space the floor. So having yeah. a guy like Jello that could come in and play the three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and take minutes away from Kelly Oubre, who we know can't make a three to save his life. Miles Bridges is going in the upper tra- like upper trajectory when it comes to being on the, the space of four, so he's good. My PJ God, Washington's like, good. I, 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 love, I love Miles Bridges. Oh, uh, you just you just lost um, you just lost Malik Monk, who was your best three point shooter of last year, so you need to replace him. So AB having I a guy tell like me, Jello would be good. AB, I don't even know people really understand how low key of a signing that was for us. Malik Monk was amazing signing for us. I and, and Nick said it, it was like when when he found out that he said it on we talk, I texted him like yo Malik Monk just got his contract rescinded he was like yo Lakers should sign him yeah I, I said it I said it right there I'm like he'll be a good shooter for him and I was mm-hmm. like wow because he like was with him everyone only knows him from the moment that he got slapped in the back of the head by Jordan but dude obviously the people forget when he was at Kentucky he was getting buckets mm-hmm. I would know remember we played them in we North Carolina played them in the Elite Eight. So I know he's kind. Of, he's kind of like a uh, like a streaky shooter in the league. But it, last year but, he had was one of his best shooting years he yeah. had last year. Yeah, he shot he, like he's off an injury too, wasn't he? Forty two percent last year, I think he shot. Yeah, yeah. So real quick before we get to the NFL, because I can't wait to hear this NFL talk with B and Mark. Um, the Clippers made a move over to, on Sunday. They they bring back Eric Bledsoe. They send out Patrick Beverly, Rondo, Daniel Oturo, and then today Patrick Beverly was traded to Minnesota. For um, Jared Culver and and Herman Gomez, um, crumbs. Let me ask you: What was your reaction, Mr. Clipper? What was your reaction to to Aaron Gordon having a second time around with your squad? Uh, I mean Eric Bledsoe. I thought it was cool. I'm gonna be honest. I like the uh, I like to pick up. That's a a, a person who can score, defend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he'll most definitely get, he'll give us more. He definitely give us more on offense than Patrick Beverly will. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly's a little bit better defender, all because he's a little bit more of a pest. But I think that, um, but people also uh, tend to forget as well that uh, Eric Bledsoe was a first team all defender at, um, at point guard a couple years ago, like literally like two years ago. So, you know, it's not like he can't defend. Um, I think that um, in the situation in Milwaukee, they figured they needed an upgrade. You know, they, 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 he's been over there for so long. Well, he was in New Orleans. Well, I'm talking about even before the, oh, the trade. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I guess they traded him to New Orleans, and you know he wasn't going to start over Lonzo. So yeah, Kenzie said Rondo needs to come home. I hope 
Memphis buys him out. I don't think he's staying in Memphis. Yeah. And I knew Rondo was going to be gone um, this offseason, too, because uh, it, 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 it just didn't work out. It didn't work out the way uh, we thought it would. And I think that um, Ty Lue saw that as well. And people, uh, you know, sometimes a lot of these moves, you know, you, gotta, um, you really got to go in depth with these moves. That move saved the uh, Clippers about $30 million towards, the, uh, towards taxes. So that's that's that helps a lot, and I think it freed up about eight million um for uh for the cap space this year. Mm. So you know that's a good look. That's that's something you know that's that's a way to make another move, you know. So or sign another player who wants you know a little bit more money that we could afford beforehand. Maybe we can get this player now. So you know, and it freed up roster space as well. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the NFL, gentlemen. Mm. You ready to talk some NFL? Yes, sir. Let's go, man. All right. As our two-a-days continues here on Sports For You. Um, did any of y'all get a chance to watch? Did any of y'all even try to watch Hard Knocks, Pause? Um, no. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, I'm going to watch it, but um, I know Ben's not watching. I know Ben's not watching. No, nah, I'm, I'm watching it. I want, I want all the inside scoop on the Cowboys that I can get. So. Okay. I mean, ain't okay, that much cool. they – you're gonna see that they're sorry. They, you know. So I yeah. did. So I did watch it. So the first episode was basically all about Dak and Zeke and Jerry Jones. The, that's oh, what's gonna be about. That's what's okay. gonna be about the whole time. And they opened the show with Dak's injury. They showed mm-hmm. where you know he had the surgery on his ankle. By the way, I did not know he had two surgeries. That was new news to me. Obviously Zeke. Obviously him and his his friendship with Dak was talked about. Obviously, Jerry talking about, you know, he got a little emotional. Um, by the way, the clip also the Clippers got that $8.6 tra- million dollar trade exception in the trade as well. That's um, There we go. So, another thing about that was, okay, obviously, Mike McCarthy brings up the whole mojo. Is that Austin. Tia Cooper? Yes. Shout sweet, out. Sweet Lord. Go ahead. Yeah, shout out. Um, her. And by the way, her brother was hooping in, in summer league as well, Sharif, for the Hawks. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Sharif. He can he can ball. Yeah, yeah. The fact that he fell to the second round is ridiculous. Yeah, you know something. I think a lot of these players fell because of COVID. You know, I'm just being honest with you. You know this this COVID year, so you know maybe a lot of players didn't um, probably didn't take this season as serious as they should have. Right. Well, so, well, 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 Sharif was uh, ineligible at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. so he missed like the first part of the season. But yeah, he missed he all started, the uh, unregular, uh, un, what was it, uh, un, non-conference games. Non-conference, yeah. non-conference games. Yeah, yeah. But once he started playing, he 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 started killing off top. Yeah. So um, another thing I want to talk about. So let's recap week one of the preseason. Obviously, you know, we don't need to go too in-depth on preseason because it's preseason. But y'all, what was y'all observations from the first that caught your attention the first week of preseason? I'll start with you, Ben Fair. Uh, first week of preseason, to me, uh, just being a Washington fan, obviously Curtis Samuel got put on the pub list. Uh, just got recently taken off, thankfully. So uh, I was hoping to see him play against the Patriots on opening night, but like you said, he was on the list, so he wasn't able to play. Um, but we're just now getting everyone healthy. So that, that was like the first thing I got to see. Um, got to see some Ryan Fitzmagic action a little bit, <laughs> a couple snaps here and there. Um, I'm around Mark. He, he's getting his chemistry together with Terry McCorn. He had a nice little ball where he threw off anticipation that I liked. Um, I liked seeing uh, even when our backups came in, 
seeing guys just be able to throw the ball downfield, you know, coming from last year with Alex Smith having one leg, um, you know, he just wasn't able to put pressure on his on, on his front leg, wasn't able to move laterally uh, to evade sacks. Um, so it was just it was just cool to finally see my team have QBs that can actually attack not only short field, but also down down deep, 30 yards, 40 yards down down the scrimmage. Mark, what caught your attention with this first week in the preseason? Um for Buffalo, it, it, we we have to our defense need to uh, come down in penalties on the roughing the passers, uh, unnecessary pass interference. Uh, but other than that, man, uh, I mean it's preseason. I really wasn't expecting to see much. Josh Allen didn't play. Um, I wanted to see how uh, Devin Singletary and Matt Breida was going to look, and uh, they both looked pretty good. So uh, I'm I'm waiting to really count. Mm-hmm. Nick, what did you think about preseason? Um, First week. You know, I watched the uh, I watched my Raiders play. You know, we didn't play um, too bad of a game. I liked how um, I liked some some of the rookies how they played. Um, I really like uh, Maury, the safety from um, from TCU. He's very he's very good. Still, oh yeah, still in the draft, most definitely for us at least. But um, also, I noticed there was a lot of overreactions going sure on. Sure was, and that's mm-hmm. right. You know, and that's exactly where I want to go. Yeah, there was a lot of overreactions. You know, these you know. A couple of these people they overreacted with, they have to remember these guys did not play against the ones, and this is only preseason. The first game of preseason at that. You don't really get a chance to see dress rehearsal until week three. Exactly, and there's only three preseason games. So, you ain't gonna, so really, you're only gonna, you're going to see it next week. Yeah, pretty much. Dress rehearsal next week. Yeah, for real. So the overreaction I see to Justin Fields, look, and I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I, love, I, I like what I saw. But like my, our boy Fat, who's a – I'll let you talk in a minute. Like our boy Fat, who's a Bears fan, he saw once the game slowed down for him, his passes were just on point. But like I said, he did it against the two. He did it against the twos. He wants to see if he can do it next week against the ones. What were you going to say? Um, it was going to say about WNBA. When's the last time you saw the Sparks at 7-13? and 13? Uh, Pre-Candace Parker. Remember that, L.A. Sparks? Pre-Candace Parker, probably. Candace Parker would never. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how they ended up having, drafting Candace Park. Or probably pre NECA and Gum, probably when they got NECA and Gumake, because she was the number one pick as well. But that was probably it. But, but yeah, but that's a whole topic for another show. <laughs> that's a whole topic for another show, getting rid of legends. Yeah. Um, obviously, because obviously I watched, because I know a lot of people in Broncos country and other media was like, oh my God, the Broncos missed because they didn't draft Justin Fields because he had such a good first preseason game. And then Patrick Sertain the second goes out and gets a pick six. So I'm like, yes, well, shut sir. that up. I'm like, shut that up. Where is he yeah. from? Yeah, we know. He's from Alabama. We know D-B-U. that. DBU. DB. Whoa, 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 whoa. DBU. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, we're not DBU. We, we're wide receiver you and running back you. That's it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even say wide receiver right now. Wait, there are a couple of good ones in the league, though. Wait, you wouldn't say wide receivers right now? What? Yeah. You got Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Like, yeah. That's just to start it off. Nick's a, Nick's a USC fan, B. You got to remember that, man. No, I, I, I have Alabama uh, receiver on my team. That's why. Henry Ruggs is good, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. I like I Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Yeah. We'll what, see what, what they USC, can do. You, what USC receiver in the league doing? I mean, you got – oh, hold on. Oh! We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what uh, Armand St. Brown does for the 0-17 Detroit Lions. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be where Spencer Rattner gets drafted and Jared Goff's going to be out of a job again. Um, what else is new? Uh, did, 
did, gentlemen, did you happen to catch any of the top one, NFL top 100? Yes, I got it all written down. Oh, good. You're good to talk about this. So, so let's go there. Ben, give me a name that shocked you on where they were ranked. On where they were ranked? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen was 80. Adam Thielen, I don't think is – I think he's one of the more overhyped receivers in the league. I mean, he's he's been able to play alongside amazing receivers that can take coverage off of him. Like, you you, you have – for, like, four years, you have Stephon Diggs, one of the best top five receivers in the NFL at this time. Stephon Diggs, one of the best receivers in the league. You have him next to you, and Adam Thielen's getting all the praise for some reason, even though Diggs is making all the hard catches. And Adam then, Thielen catches then, every pass thrown to him because he's playing. He's playing one-on-one coverage against the second or third best corner on the team. He's not. He's not getting the best coverage on him lined up. It's oh, always Stephon Diggs. And even now, even good. now, you have Justin Jefferson, one of the most electrifying young talents in the league, who's taking more coverage off of Adam Thielen. Like Adam, Adam Thielen to me has just been overhyped for the last three to four years. Ooh, by the way, man, you bring that up. They brought up when he um when they revealed that he was number eighty, he was third in the NFL in touchdowns last year. But I I, I understand what he's saying, but but obviously, but give me a guy that I'm maybe I'm and I'm just not just saying this because Mark is on here. I'm still shocked that Trey White dropped forty eight spots from last year. Yeah, that was crazy. That's that was that's crazy. ridiculous. He was forty seven last year, and he dropped all the way to nine. I don't 95. even see the wait, justification wait. as to why. <laughs> wait, hold on. Oh, now, now Mark's gonna go get. I know what Mark's doing. I'm, I'm man. I gotta understand. I've been knowing Mark for twenty years, man. I know when you bring up a certain name, he. I know exactly where he's going. He's going. While, while he goes and gets that ready, two other, two other names I was really surprised by. One was Corey Davis. I was surprised he even made the list. Me too. Right, uh, right. Especially, doing 91. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I am being a little bit biased, but I feel like Terry McLaurin is a lot better receiver than Corey Davis is. Yeah, um, he's good. I like, I, like, I like Terry McLaurin. And then like Jesse Bates being 90. He was, that was the, crazy. He was, the, he was the number one graded safety last year, and he, you have him ranked 90. Like that's ridiculous. He, he's a he's a top five, top three, possibly safety. Well, Jesus. let me be clear. Well, I'm, I'm biased because obviously Justin Simmons was 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 ranked 45. So, but he's, I look, see. But but your point with Jesse Bates, him in at 90, I thought was kind of crazy. Justin Simmons is not that much better than Jesse Bates either. Hold on, that's ridiculous. I'm, and, I'm, and, and remember, I'm speaking with my Bronco bias, but Jesse Bates is probably one of the top three, two, three safeties in football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say uh, something that caught my eye. <laughs> He's better than Adams. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Um, something that really caught my eye was um, uh, I want to say I was happy with my Broncos seeing Garrett Bowles make the list. Mm-hmm. But Michael Thomas dropped all the way from five to seventy-two, obviously because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say this: that we have three guys. So far, who are, and Mark just really changed into his Trey White jersey. Are you kidding me? Um, that were in the top ten, who are not going to be in the top ten this year. Trey White, CMC, CMC, which he shouldn't. Michael Thomas, and obviously, there's no way Lamar Jackson's going to be number one this year. No, no way. So that one, that was what caught my eye. Um, Mark, I don't know if you said the comments. Did you see what Marley said? Uh uh-uh. uh uh, he he in the and when I posted this on our Instagram account, Marley said that Calvin Ridley was better than than AJ Brown. Isn't Marley a, a Falcons fan? Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he, said, he, he, he everything Atlanta. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm like, you sure about this? Check the stats. So I'm, I personally think AJ, no disrespect me, <laughs> but I think AJ Brown so far has been better because he's had to be a number one receiver. Now he's going to mm-hmm. be in what in the role Calvin Ridley had now that Julio's in Tennessee. Now I want to see if Calvin Ridley, are we going to get Alabama Calvin Ridley now that he's number one in Atlanta? He was number one last year too. Julio well, Jones yeah, hurt well, ninety five percent of the season. Yeah, but now, yeah. but now he's, but now he's number one for all seventeen weeks. And I wonder, and I'm trying to, and do you guys think that AJ Brown is going to take a dip in, in performance because he's because of Julio? Absolutely. By the way, Ryan Tannehill was Ryan Tannehill was the first quarterback revealed on this list. By the way, which he should have been. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. <clears throat> Absolutely. Since, since, since NFL experts think he's better than um Derek Carr, eighty-three. Yeah, he was ranked eighty-three. Um, yeah. I think I think we'll see the same kind of year in Calvin. I think if anything, Calvin Ridley's numbers will go down a bit uh, from last year, just because like like you said last year, going into games, you weren't technically sure you weren't sure if Julio was going to play. A lot of his decisions were game time decisions. So you're prep, you're doing preparation and thinking that you're going to play against Julio, and then last second it's Calvin Ridley. Uh, this year, like him, like you guys said, him being a true number one, uh, weekend and I mean for the Falcons, he's their true number one. He's gonna be the um, one. There's no other receiver. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna, gonna be the number. One, he's gonna be the number one receiver on that team. I know what you're saying. You're thinking Kyle Pitts. Oh, uh, I'm about to say Kyle Pitts may be number one up over there. But I think he's starting. I mean, to I'm see. A, yeah, I'm talking about receivers and two. I'm. I, I like to. I want rookies to show me something before I grade them. I don't want to grade them that. off what they did in college or what they've done in preseason and stuff like that. Um, but I think Calvin will take a little bit of a dip. I still think he'll have probably be like. 1,200 yards receiving, 1,100 yards receiving, maybe seven to nine touchdowns. Um, but when it comes to A.J. Brown, I think with Julio being there, he's going to be able to mentor him a lot, show him what it is to be a big receiver, like a big body receiver, and still have the ability to not just run one route, two routes. Like you think of a lot of big guy receivers, they run go routes, they run post patterns. Uh, Julio's been a guy who's Randy Moss. Showed, yeah, Randy Moss as well. Julio to me has, sh- has been a guy who can show AJ Brown uh, not only how to execute at a high volume and those two aspects, but be able to show him how to get in and out of uh, routes uh, when it comes to like smaller coverage and stuff like that. Um, but I think AJ, I think AJ is going to have a better year than he did this year. Mm. All right, so. J- that's good. I like that analysis. We definitely, you definitely gonna be on during the football <laughs> segment se- season when we do our picks. Um, 
let's go ahead and get into the two a days, gentlemen. Let's fire up that NFL films real quick. And obviously, Ben Fair, you're here. Obviously, we're gonna this week we're going to the NFC and the AFC East. And obviously, we see you got your Washington football team jersey yes, on. Sir. They are the reigning NFC East champs. Y'all had the reigning defensive rookie of the year in Chase Young. Obviously, Alex Smith is retired. Um, y'all brought in Fitzpatrick. Kyle Allen is coming back from the torn from that knee injury. Y'all drafted um, Jer- the, the kid from Kentucky. And obviously, you said y'all signed Cur- y'all got Curtis Samuel, you McLaurin. Obviously, Antonio Gibson had a good year last year. Logan Thomas had a breakout year last year. But that defense with Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, Montez Sweat, obviously Landon Collins. That makes no sense. Uh, we signed so, William Jackson the third. William Jackson the third. Oh my! Are you serious? Yeah, we signed William Jackson the third. Since he let him leave. Yeah. So preview the Washington football team for us. What are you expecting from them in year two in the Ron Rivera era? Uh, so I'll start off with being a diehard fan since I was born. Uh, it's good to see us actually making moves in the right direction. Um, I've talked to you guys about it with the name, uh, being partially native American. I was a, against the name change of going against Redskins. Right. Uh, I loved having a logo that symbolized someone that looked like my ancestors. I, I was very upset when that, uh, that happened two years ago, uh, when we got our name taken away from us. Um, but what I'm looking for is better QB play, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's Tara Heineke, Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, just get one and, and figure, let that person figure it out. I don't want to see games where Fitzpatrick is playing in you know, late game situations because he has that magical power that everyone likes to say about Fitzpatrick. Um, just if he's in there having a bad game, let him finish the game. I don't want to see Heineke coming in. Um, Antonio Gibson, absolutely love the guy out of Memphis. Uh, he's a he's a gadget player, catch it out of the backfield, ran out of the backfield. Uh, needs to improve his blocking, but that's coming. Uh, he gets backed up by J.D. McKissick and Jarrett Patterson uh, out of Buffalo. I'm very excited to see what our running backs can do this year because they're all versatile. None of them are one-dimensional. Uh, they can all run it out of the backfield, catch it out, out of the backfield, catch it out in space. Uh, we got Logan Thomas. Hopefully he can play kind of like the same season he did at the end of the year. Uh, finally learning the position of being a tight end coming from the QB spot. Uh, we signed the international player, Sammy Reyes. We'll see what he can do now coming from basketball over to football. So we'll see what he's able to do. When it comes to our receiving core, I'm very excited to see it. We got Curtis Samuel. We got Adam Humphreys. We got Terry McLaurin. Um yeah, Adam mm-hmm. Humphrey, yeah, he's, he's, he's being reunited with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick where he had his best year uh, in Tampa Bay. So I'm very excited about that. My one concern offensively is our O-line. Uh, we got rid of Morgan Moses for some reason. And why uh, y'all not paying Brandon Sheriff, man? Uh, it's, that's just like what Washington likes to do. We like to do the two-year franchise tag, and then we finally sign them if we feel like that last year they've really proved to us. I don't know why they don't just – Give him the money. He's obviously deserved it. Uh, made ESP or made the NFL top 100 for the first time this year. Was an all pro for the first time last year. Uh, give the man his money. He's obviously one of the best right guards in football. He sure is. I agree. Um, I agree. Yes. He might be number two. When it comes, that dude was a monster. Yeah, he's a beast. When it comes to defense, um, we got better in areas that we need to get better at. Uh, obviously, we lost. Um, Forget who our second DB was last year, but obviously 
Uh, we, we were able to upgrade with William Jackson III. We have Kendall, Kendall Fuller on the opposite side of him who works better out of the three slot anyways. Uh, we have one of the best up-and-coming safeties in the league. Cam Curl was phenomenal last year in his rookie year. Hopefully he can build off of that and, and be a better be a better safety for us again this year. We get Landon Collins back. Hopefully we plug him in the box as a linebacker. Uh, have him blitz the QB a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe address the running backs more because uh, we've we've seen Landon Collins over the years. He's just he's not your prototypical safety. He just doesn't have the lateral coverage like that. Um, he's a heavy hitter. Put him in the box. Let him go up against tight ends, running backs, stuff like that. But like you guys said, I mean, we had the second best defense in the NFL last year, and we only got better. We added we added players that we needed. Jamin Davis in the first in the first round, linebacker out of Kentucky. We had to pair him up with Cole Holcomb, who was one of the up and coming linebackers on our team last year. And then, like I said, Jamin Davis, um, and then our our defensive front, um, Montez Sweat was phenomenal last year. Chase Young is only going to get better. Deron Payne. Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis. I mean, the list just goes on and on. I could sit here and talk to you guys about how excited I am that Washington's finally going in a great direction. So who in the NFC East should they think will be y'all biggest competition out of the Cowboys, the Giants, and the, and the Eagles? And I, say um, that, and I say that loosely. I think it'll end up coming down to being the Cowboys just because of how stacked their offensive is. And if Dak Prescott's shoulder injury isn't something serious or something mm. he's able to play through, mm-hmm. I could see the Cowboys being our biggest threat. If Dak's injury does linger him a little bit and we see him throwing balls, uh, pause, that typically aren't what we notice him to throw, uh, that will probably hinder them a bit. And if that does, I, I could see the Giants overtaking them because the Giants also have a great defense just like ourselves. That's what I'm about to say is the biggest threat to y'all is most definitely the Giants. I think they had a good offseason. They get to Kadarius Toney. I like Bradbury. Obviously, we'll see what happens with Danny Dimes. Again, Saquon back. I go with the Eagles. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't trust their new coach. I think he's just in over – I think he's just – he's not the man for the job. And, like – Hey, stop, calling, stop calling him Danny Dimes. Okay, Daniel Jones. That's yeah, exactly what his name. Obviously, he's a quarterback from Duke. What you expect? I don't know. Only only Duke quarterbacks get nicknames like that. Um, but yeah, I think this is y'all division, and I don't see as long as y'all get good quarterback play. I just think it's going to be Washington, and Ron Rivera is going to lead y'all back to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and move over to the hey, AFC East. Hey, hey Ben. Get that, uh, get that Benny the Butcher hey, ready, hey, B. Hey, ben, hey uh, Fitzpatrick is, is going to be a solid quarterback for y'all. He's not going to be like a, a pro bowl, but he's going to be a solid quarterback. I like Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. All, all I want him to be is a little bit better than Alex Smith was last year. Someone who's a little bit more consistent, and that's what we can get. Consistency at the QB position will be good. Yeah. All right, Mark. We're going to talk some AFC East, and you know, I, had to, I had to do this one for you, man. Go and fight. You know, you know what time it is. Are you kidding me? As you see, Mark got on his Bills gear. So, Mark, the reigning AFC East champions, runners up in the AFC championship to the Chiefs. All right, Mark, what are you expecting from your Buffalo Bills this year? Y'all just gave Josh Allen the bag. Y'all drafted Russo. What is next for Bills Mafia this year? What are the expectations? Uh, I think we go win a division again. Um, 
if we can get some good cornerback play on the other side of my bad, Ben. I know he came from Alabama. No, you're good. But Levi Wallace is complete garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can hopefully we can we can uh, get Taron Johnson to that and up in that uh, second corner. Um, and move Levi to the slot. Uh, I'm I, I love our safeties. I me personally, I think we got the best safety tandem in the league with Michael Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Um, yeah. we need we needed um uh help on the D line and we drafted two really good defensive uh defensive players so uh they've been looking good all all, all uh off season so I want to see how it translates to the uh to the regular season. Our offense is solid, man. I, I'm sad that we lost smoke uh John Brown, but uh, Emmanuel Sanders is a good feeling for him. Uh, I want to see what our running backs do. I wasn't really happy with the running back play last year. Um, I don't like Devin Singletary as the main back. I don't think he's big enough. I don't think he can carry the load, Pauls. Um, But Matt Breida coming in is definitely going to help. And uh, I want to see how our offensive line get better, man. We struggled there a little bit last year uh, in times that we really needed it. Uh, I hope they I hope they get better, you know, in the, in the, uh, with the offensive line too. Just improvements. Are any other teams? Obviously, the Jets are not are in rebuild with Zach Wilson. You know, Miami's rebuilding with Tua and Waddle and all these other players they have. Obviously, it seems like it's going to be back to you guys and the Patriots as per usual. Um, I, 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 Do you I'm, think? I'm, I'm not so quick with that, man. I I love Miami's defense. The mm-hmm. Dolphins defense. The Dolphins defense is crazy. Okay. Um, if they if they can put up a little bit of offense, some some kind of offense, they can match that have fifty percent. They go. That's that's a scary team right there because Miami defense is crazy. Um, yeah. And then the, and then, the pa- three. and then the Patriots were all excited. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. If they start Matt Jones, it'd probably be better for him. Uh, another mm. Alabama player. Uh, as we said, I think we seen the best they can. And I and, and I think I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, I think they, there's a lot of people there that are are ringing the alarm on Mac Jones to being the starting quarterback. Um, so I, I, and I think he's probably going to be it. I do get your point on Miami's defense. Obviously, Flores, he's been a good coach. Obviously, Chris Greer is running this, running the front office well. Like I said, with the Jets, obviously. I'm really not no expectations there. Bringing in Zach Wilson, they have, oh, they have a decent draft. They have a decent draft, but um, Jets, let's just, let's Jets, just wait. Jets, I told you, Jets stand for just in the season. Wow. Well, well, well. That brings well. That, that's well. <laughs> when that will include our two days, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we'll close our two days out with the a, with the AFC and the NFC West. So me and Nick and B will talk about our squads. And we'll talk some, talk a little West Coast football. All right, we're going to do this. I'm going to call Audible on the calling out names because I think we just need to address one person. We're not – usually we'll do a calling out names where we address everybody, just our multiple people. But I think we just need it. This is going to be the special – the Skip Bayless edition of calling out names. <laughs> and I'm just, just going to call it what it is. We, I'm tired. I, what happened last week made no sense. So if y'all don't know why, drop the beat, being ready. Just get ready for calling out names. Um, last week, last Wednesday, after when Undisputed was recapping Hard Knocks, obviously Skip made a comment about Mike McCarthy's weight, saying he personally couldn't play for a coach who was overweight. Um, Jenny Taft, the moderator, said they basically told him he was out of pocket 
And just because you got to that not, not every coach can be physically fit like you. I had a coach who was my coach in college. He was who was not the most physically fit person. That don't make him a bad coach. And Skip basically saying like, uh, no. And like, and well, and she, what well, the part that caught me was, she said I'm allowed to have an opinion, and that makes me think that Skip is basically like he did at ESPN. He's he's mumming. He's basically putting the host on muzzles. So putting what? Putting a muzzle on his host. So whether it was Carrie, where it was Molly, where it was Jay Crawford, Dana Jacobson, the cold pizza days, where it's Joy Joy Taylor, Jenny Taft. It sounds like he wants to try to basically make the show about him and whoever he's debating. Period. And obviously Jenny Taft was like, No, I'm not having that noise. And I and I applaud her. She she did the right thing and stuff for herself. So cut the beat, Ben Ready. What Skip Bayless did was flat out foul. And I'm tired of it. Uh-huh. Really, it was he it was it was disgusting. The basically saying, oh, that those women <laughs> you crazy, Mark. <laughs> um that uh you basically can't play for a coach just because he's out of shape, man. Stop. Who are you the judge? What are you, Richard Simmons? You uh you 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 Billy Blanks? You 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 just uh, you a uh, you a uh, you a Peloton coach or something? Who are you to judge somebody's physical condition, man? I mean, isn't isn't Skip Bayless the same person who averaged like three points his varsity year of high school basketball? Like, say it again, one, man. One point eight. Say it again. Yeah. Say it again, man. Yeah. Ready? What what was his nickname? Water pistol Pete. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man, stop. And I, I got- want us bring this up. Go ahead, Mark. I about to say no. I got. Oh, you still talk about that? Because I got Skip Bayless in there for a different reason. Okay. Also, and another thing I want to bring up with is because, and I need, and I'm not trying to single out. I, I was going to single out two people in particular, but I'm just going to say now to former ESPN colleagues who went on Twitter after the Jenny Tav video went viral, saying, "Well, I knew someone," and I, obviously I'm saying it, it was Jamel Hill. She went on Twitter, was like, Lord, "I had a friend. I had a friend. Sor- I had a friend. No sources." who went through the same thing as the host. And then we all know she's talking about Carrie Champion. So then Carrie Champion quote tweeted her with the eyeball emoji. Then you have Mike Hill, who, was, who said he, one time he filled in on first take, and he said Skip tried to, muzzle, tried to talk down to him, and he told Skip he did that and he was going to punch him in the face. All these former hosts who now work in the ESPN, who now are other places getting their money and getting their freedom, y'all had plenty of opportunity to, to call this dude out. ES, y'all knew ESPN was going to let him basically – do whatever he does. And obviously, he did it for 13 years there, whether it was cold pizza, first and 10, first take, whatever. Y'all, y'all voice, don't, now y'all want to use y'all voices. And I get it. Go ahead. I'm going to cut you off right there. You can't do that because you're believing the people that's going against the quarterback from Houston. All the people that's coming out that's going against him want somebody say something. We have to be fair. All right, right. So if people are defending, like finally somebody saying something, it's the same way, whether it's, they're defending, you know, as people coming out with rape or they're coming out with allegations. Like, finally, it skipped somebody saying something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it, 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 and it's showing. And one thing I didn't like about Skip where I would have F skipped up is when Shannon Sharp said, come on, everybody, we a team. And when he said no, I would have took off on Skip. Okay. Instantly. Oh, we ain't a team. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, mm-hmm. Because now, now, now you're... Now you're showing your true your true skill. Your, your, I mean your true your colors. True colors, because now you 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 looking like a real B word on TV. Right. And you know you know 
If this was a buffoon the show, I'll be saying it. He's like, basically, he's acting like being an a-hole. No, no, not not that word. He's, 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 being, he's basically being an a-hole. <laughs> Female dog. Yeah, he's being an a-hole. Like, you know, much. that that show, like, I will never watch that show again in my life. I'm not either. For the simple fact that you took a, a coward route, and, and you can't even, you act like a real woman up there, Skip. I'm sorry. Like, you, I seen it in his face. He's turning red. You, you can dish out all that mess you talk, but when somebody challenges you, you have an issue. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how it works, Skip. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. And, and, yes, she have a voice. Just because she's a woman, she's not entitled to her opinion? Come right. on, Skip. Be careful, Skip. And you right. got over this. Be and, careful. And you're right. Skip and is like that with everybody. That's right. why you're right. I wasn't I'm surprised about it. I'm glad you corrected me. You're right. You're right. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I, I do, and, and I apologize. But I do get tired of seeing this every time with ESPN people. But I do understand it. But you, they can't do nothing. They, they, but it's it's pretty much it was the hand they the card they was dealt. Right. So I see what you're saying. You're right. Once they once they get in the safe zone, now now we can talk. And here's my thing, and and, and it goes back to the Naomi Osaka thing. Like when we was talking about the the Maria Taylor Rachel Nichols situation, and Carrie was like, I want to speak on it more in nuance. You don't need your podcast to speak on that in nuance. You go on Instagram Live for like five minutes and and say what how ESPN was. You'll be viral, and trust me, you, that will go. Those people will find that that footage, and it will circle around social media in a matter of sixty seconds. Spread like a oh. wildfire. What, mm-hmm. what, Mark? What was the other reason why you had Skip on calling out names? Uh, because he blamed LeBron for uh, Dennis Schroeder not getting a four-year, eighty-four million dollar contract. Are you kidding me? How is that? I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, B. <laughs> no, you can write. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you be. I'm gonna let B go. And I'm gonna let Ben Fair go. Go ahead. What grown man is going to let another grown man tell him or make him walk away from eighty-four million? That's my point. You ha- you have to be a special kind of idiot. You walked and, away from eighty-four million. And on top fact, of he, that, he actually had two offers, Mark. Well, I don't know what the second offer was, but the Lakers offered him two times before this last offseason. Go ahead. Uh, and Nor- LeBron is normally the one that's getting the players paid, isn't he? Ask Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith. And ask Max Delavadova. Mozgov. Mozgov. He most ask, definitely got Mozgov played. I mean, KCP. I mean, KCP. Basically, KCP gonna have a be in a. And the Lakers' ring of honor, probably. Huh? Because oh. of LeBron. Yeah. He got, basically, because Rob went on his opening day press conference and called him manna from heaven. Ben Fair, what's your thoughts on the whole Skip Bayless situation, man? I started watching Skip Bayless when him and Shannon got in an argument. And Shannon was trying to fake, like finish what he was saying. And Skip was like, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, she's hurt. Uh, Nick, you got anything going to skip? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Her, her, her knee is done for. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. We're watching the Sparks in the Dream Game and Neka Agumake just. I think I think she, uh, she just. Yeah. Oh, I think nope. she just. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, oh. Are y'all, are y'all watching that? Yeah. Just, oh, my God. They just saw the replay. Hey, relax, man. Oh, my God. Ah, she just planted and it just gave out. Hey, y- y'all watching that? That's crazy. Nah, oh, man. Uh, hey, watch out, man. Look, about Skip Bayless, look, with uh, Skip Bayless, nothing 
surprises me about Skip Bayless at all. I've watched Skip Bayless for years. I've literally seen Skip Bayless do this same exact thing at least about eight times. So that's why um, when you know when it was report, you know when you guys first sent it to me, you know I was like, that's that's how Skip is. I've I've, I've seen him do it numerous times with numerous people. I've seen him do that same act like you just said earlier, Ben Fair. I've seen him do that same exact thing with Shannon. I seen him do that same exact thing with Stephen A. Smith before. I seen him do it with uh, multiple people before. So nothing Skip Bayless does surprise me. Skip Bayless is the ultimate. I want to say everything I want to say type of person, and I don't want to hear nothing nothing against it. It's it's all about him. He doesn't want to hear no negativity about himself. He's the ultimate narcissist. Oh, I wish I wish I wish there's no rules. I don't, don't trust me. Y'all can have this topic for no rules, and trust me, I know y'all y'all gonna take it to a whole nother level. Um, and ladies and gentlemen. Because I don't give Skip Bayless that much pub. That's calling out names. <laughs> All right, before we head on out of here, next week we're going to talk NFC West. We'll recap week two of the preseason. We're going to obviously talk a little more hard, hard knocks. We're going to talk more NFL Top 100. I don't think she likes that. 40 NFL Top 100 going to reveal numbers 40 through 11. Wow, let's go. NFL numbers 40 through 11 next week. So we'll recap who gets revealed and then making our way to the top 10. Been fair, man. This was fun, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell them about what you got going on so people can follow you on all your platforms, brother. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, first, I want to say thank you guys for bringing me on. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, greatly, greatly appreciate that you guys brought me on. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at my handle, The Sports Veteran. Uh, you can also find – I have uh, just started up a media company, 24-Hour Media Lounge. Uh, it's 24H Media Lounge on Twitter. Uh, we just started up. Uh, we do a live show every Tuesday on the Halftime Sports app. Um, and then we are about to start up um, two more podcasts coming up, one called Chasing 18. It's about the Lakers and the Celtics on their chase to the banner 18, 18th banner. Oh, yeah, I'll be tuning mm-hmm. in that. Yes, sir. And then I'll be, ours, I'll be listening. Most yes, sir. definitely. And then our third show is uh, the Battle of Tobacco Road. It's the rivalry between Duke and UNC basketball. We're about oh, to start oh, that up. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I totally hey, get, forgot. Hey, hey, get him, hey, get him off. I totally <laughs> forgot he's a Duke fan. He's a Duke fan. Wait, what'd you say, Mark? Pause, Mark. <laughs> hey, I totally forgot hey, Ben's a, ben is a Duke just, Blue just, Devil fan. Yes, sir. Relax. Go ahead. But explain that podcast, though. I mean, yeah, even though it's Duke. Yeah, so know. it's what happened? Wait, he muted him. Wait, no, that wasn't that wasn't on purpose. You good? There you go. Ben, ben, you good? You can hear? No, he. There you go. There you go. Right, go ahead. Oh, there we go. There, there, we, go. Go. there we go. I don't know what what was going on, but yeah, it's called, Duke. it's called the Battle of Tobacco Road. Uh, signal? Oh man, he's losing the signal. That's that. That because we're talking Duke. I don't know why. Yeah, I was saying, hey, he, was, he brought up Duke. Hey, he was doing fine. I feel like Duke. I feel like every time I say Duke, uh, yeah, like every Eddie, time, pauses, yeah. yeah, every single and, time. And that's, and that's not even. Roy, that's not even me. Roy Williams <laughs> must. Roy Williams must have hacked the then hack the feed, man. Just pick yeah. up from to just pick hey. up from Tobacco Road and yeah, hey, go hey, ahead, hey, go. hey, hey, Dean Smith is happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's called Battle of Tobacco Road. It's going to be a YouTube exclusive video, uh, content only. So tune into that. It's me and my one of my guys, Liam, who's a diehard UNC fan out in Virginia. Uh, he'll be this be my co-host as well for Chasing 18. 
Uh, for Chasing 18, I'm going to have to get you, John, on there as well. Uh, talk, some, talk some Lakers history. We'll definitely have to get Nick on there to uh, talk, talk a little bit of crap of who the true kings are of L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, that's, that's everything. All right, great, I appreciate you all for having me on. Uh, Most no, definitely. definitely. This is, and we're definitely going to have you on during the football season during our, when we make our picks because – Pick segment because you're gonna be part of the pick when we have our weekly picks. So yeah, if you guys are doing a fantasy football league, definitely let me, let me get in yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, I, was about to, I was about to tell you too, Ben. We need one more uh, uh, player, so uh, I'm, I'm in it. Inform- I'm, I'm gonna send you the information. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in there right somewhere, dog. Fantasy, right, cool. is, hey. fantasy is my thing. By the way, ESPN <laughs> wow. Fantasy Marathon is going oh. on right now. They're gonna have the draft next week. Yikes. I mean, tomorrow they're doing the mock fantasy. They're doing the fantasy hey. football draft next tomorrow on ESPN. Hey, hey, and don't forget, uh, once I get better, because it's just me, they, they fine. We still got to uh, go out, Ben. Me, uh, all of us, Doc. All right, yeah, yeah sounds yeah. good. Definitely let me know. Let me know. Definitely. All right. So, thank y'all again, again, for joining us tonight. This was a great show. Thank Ben Fair for joining us, the sports veteran himself. Make sure you follow all his platforms. We're going to have it in the podcast if you missed it, so we'll have it all. In the comments, you can follow him. He's got a lot of great things going on. We'll be working with him in the near future. Again, next week we're gonna pre we're gonna end our two days previewing the AFC and the NFC West. We're gonna talk about my Broncos, Knicks, Raiders, Ben Reddy's Chargers, the AFC Championship. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, we'll definitely talk NFC West. We'll Nobody talk- can hear y'all now. The, the Seahawks, the Rams, the, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. Um, Who is number 22 from the Sparks? I have zero clue. I'm about to find out. Um, but, yeah, this was a great day. Um, great show. Great content. Again, make sure you like us on Facebook and, and YouTube. Sp- like us on Facebook, Sports for You Podcast. Instagram, Sports for You Podcast. Facebook. Instagram and YouTube, Townhouse Media. Make sure if you download in Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Verbal, Amazon Music, all that. And make sure you tune in next week as we're getting ready. We're getting closer and closer to the start of the NFL season. We're going to give also our college football picks for the playoff because the college football season will begin officially next Saturday, but it goes full go. Uh, the first Saturday in September. So we'll definitely get to that. This has been episode 62 of Sports for You. I'm John. That's Mark. That's Nick. That's Mark. Yup. That's Nick Freeze. What to do, what to do. That's producer Ben Ready. The sports veteran Ben Fair. Yes, sir. And we out. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. 
J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.